Where is this? Is, this, is that song playing? Am I, uh, oh, I'm back in the music. Can you hear it? Do I, do I get music playing? It's just me. Oh, I hear it. Oh, it's a slow start or what? There, there we go. She's <laughs> like it, it was sounded normal, and then all of a sudden, like it just started exploded. Like, a- yeah, technical difficulties are on location. <laughs> um, I'm this is Bevon, and I'm Leonard, and I'm Gregory. Shoot, I'm, I'm probably gonna edit all that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't care. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a one take kind of guy. I don't think we uh we don't uh, redo reduce. Um let's see. I am here at everywhere and uh where is it? Orange County? What, do, do I know what city I'm in? Am I in Anaheim perhaps? <laughs> I never know. I don't know either. You're asking like the wrong person. Like I like I like I would never I, I still can't remember where the brewery is at or even bottle logic. You know, you know, it's funny because or kind of odd that this might be and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but this might be the first show I've recorded locally. Um, you might be <laughs> right, actually. Yeah, yeah. Normally, I, think I go out of town and record. Never at a did brewery. Green Cheek. Never did Green Cheek. No, no. The other one, Bottle Logic. No, and Bottle Logic has that little outdoor area, so you. Can, but it's yep. kind of small though. So it's, yep. Yeah, this might be the first show that I've recorded. Lo- I'm calling it local because it's not too far from me, but locally. Um, this is everywhere. Uh, they have their one year anniversary. They're, it's a three day party, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So I'm here Friday afternoon to uh, to commemorate their one year anniversary. And then there's a, uh, a members only party later on tonight that I'll stick around for. So it's gonna be a full day, a full the full day of no. drinking pours from everywhere. Make sure you pack up that that stuff after, like. Uh... What's before that? you before you imbl- you know the, don't you have your laptop out there oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah for make sure you pack it up before you start like go, go to <laughs> session number two uh i got fine so to kick me off here i got five full or five half pours of stuff over here so oh, uh would you and i think i got you everywhere as well for the anniversary you got all everywhere over there i think right i think yeah i think so yeah all right well so what are you starting out with i kind of want to go with the with the big one with the big boys with the uh, <laughs> Gosh, man which <laughs> Do you have that or no? Uh, I have a stout. I doubt it's the same stout you have. This, it is, can't like, be. It's, this it's, is like a highly rated one. So I want to get this. Really? In. Oh yeah. Okay. It's like I'm, it's like I'm it's ridiculously you. high. Really? I should. And I popped that. So my half is waiting for me at the house at some point. Oh okay. And this is called. Uh, 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 what is it called? Can flowers fill pain? Which what a very Aww. interesting name. Very sad. We should we should not be vegans. What do you mean? <laughs> we should not be vegans. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to an all meat uh, diet because an all insect uh, diet, kind of like coming soon, like soil and green or soil and green. Well, come on, it's even better. Like, if uh, if plants can feel pain, then we can, I can't be a vegan anymore. Wow. I was like, what's I imagine that one movie, Day of the Triffids. Yeah. And so, what's the uh, what's the profile? Where the adjuncts? What's the EBV? Talk to me here. No, I have no idea. I'm just trying to look it up right now. <laughs> I thought you told you to prepare, right? Just for the no, record. Like, no. Oh, yeah. If if, if 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 by if by prepare you mean fall asleep, uh, yeah, yeah, I did that. Oh, I say it was. Can plants fall? Can plants feel pain? I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah. Even know. Oh boy. All right, I'm can going. Flowers, I'm yeah, go ahead and tell me what you got. Well, I look up this one. 
I got four day weekend. It's a dessert dessert stout. It's uh, eight point five ABV. It's white raspberry, strawberry, blueberry, and vanilla. Oh, okay. Nice. So what was the ABV on that? It's eight. Uh, that's eight eight point five. It's not horribly. Oh, okay. It's, so it's, it's, it's a stout. So it is. It, it is correct. a stout. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So the one I got, which is called Ken Flowers Phil Payne, it's a uh, nearly fourteen percent. Just a just a dime Jeez. short of fourteen uh, percent. It's an Jeez. imperial stout double, and um, it's a bourbon barreled aged imperial stout brewed with Peruvian and Mexican origin Pompona vanilla beans, which I okay. that's one of the other nice. Beers. It says the beer was aged in Garrison Brother barrels. I thought uh-huh. it had something else on it too, though that I saw like in the photo. Hmm, God, it has something else in there. But the... Yeah, okay, I'm ready. I'm I'm ready to. And this is like highly, highly rated. It's, it's only got like 140 ta- like untaps, but Excuse me, 106 on taps, but it's like at 4.68, like ridiculously high. All right, here we go. Cheers. Prozette. You know, I always say I'm not a big fruit and um, and chocolate stout uh, guy, but man, when people do it right, they it, 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 it works. And so, of course, this one works because, you know, it's everywhere. Man, and I will say... The hype is the hype is real on this one. The the rating and the hype is real. Yes, sweet, coyingly sweet. Um, you get the you get the you get the bourbon in there, but the the vanilla the vanilla is actually very good. Remember we we had this conversation about different vanilla beans in the in the Bottle Logic series that we had. And oh vanillas. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They were distinctly there. Oddly enough, they're distinctly yeah. different. Yeah, this one's a, this is gosh, now it makes me wonder what I said about the uh, did we I'm sure we had the Peruvian Mexican origin ones, but this is good, man. This is re- I mean I I mean you're going to you know you you'll know soon but uh, oh yeah. Uh yeah, mine's just fruit and uh, you're getting, you know, the chocolate malt, so you're getting the uh, the bitter and the sweet and the fruit. It you know, it works. Much like I'll the uh, I'll go. Go much like the um Shoot, the so much like the Paisley Cave Complex with the bear with the blueberry and style. It works. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. This is um, this this one's like a gosh, man. It still makes me wonder, wondering how they how they get the beer so sweet. Um, because I don't see any other, I don't see any other adjunct on here besides the uh, the vanilla, but it's very sweet. So I'm assuming it's the malts that are uh, <clears throat> that are kicking it up to the the sweetness level. The sweet, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, we got yeah. a full show as much as my battery can take, even though I bought my external battery source just in case. But we have um, two episodes of Degrassi, which is a two-part episode. Yes. Uh, we have Justified uh, Prime Awfuls, which you're calling it. I'll go with that. <laughs> Although this episode was slightly better than the previous one. Mm, um, okay. And then we also decided to take a revisit to justify the the original series. The pilot well, you episode. took a revisit. I, for me, it was for me. This was the first time going around. So. What what are your initial it, thoughts on that? Oh, I'll tell you one thing. It's better than Prime Prime Awful. <laughs> that's for sure. Better than Prime Awful. Although, I, I, gosh, man, it almost sounds like the same premise though. That first step, at least the first episode. You know, the tip of the bad guy, the white the white power guys. Once again, it's like it's, it's yeah. like a reoccurring theme in this like justified thing. So I was like, yeah, it's and it's definitely. There's also a line in there that we'll, I guess we'll get to where he's like, um, like, uh, so it's like, like something about like I'll shoot you, and then like, and then we find out that in Prime Evil he doesn't he doesn't shoot those two initial dudes. So I guess that plays in from that his character starting to evolve a little bit. He's not as violent as he was before. 
Yeah, and that's a, that, it's a, you bring up a good point. Um, the way the character has evolved in the Prime Awful series versus where what he where he was yeah. originally. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. You definitely see some growth in character. I, I tell you one thing though, I the the guy is dazzling to look at. I can't keep my I can't keep. That's my, also my twenty. Eyes that's also really. thirteen years old. And I assume now because I only saw the first episode, and I'm I'm gonna assume we find out that his wife's estranged. I guess to maybe divorced. Yes, from his wife. But in the end, he you know in the end he hooks up with her. Like creepily hooks up with her. By the way, <laughs> like, uh, and then I assume that he's gonna he's gonna hook up with her, right? Because then the do- Willow will come like be born like thirteen. She'll be thirteen years old. So I assume this is what's gonna happen. Unless something else, they're gonna show more of the relationship. But I assume Willow's like 13 years old. So this is like, uh, they're going to, it's just very kind of like weird and creepy. Yeah. Uh, And when I meant he's dazzling, I mean, even now in the Prime Awful series, he's always a good looking guy. He has all that. Is that hair real? It can't be real hair. Oh, that's a good question. It looks real. Cause you know, some guys are like that. You know, it looks like it, it looks like it could pass for real. I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm, that doesn't I make any ass- sense. I, <laughs> I always assume that if you're my age, the hair's got to be fake. Just it's, it's like my own jealousy and insecurity. Like if I yeah, have, I mean, if look I'm at, bald, I mean, look at some of our bald. friends. Some of our friends still have all their hair. So you know, that's fake. It's fake. No, no, <laughs> it's fake. <laughs> I mean, it may it may be grayed out now, but it's, you know, you know, fake, fake. <laughs> I think it would be obvious. Like they'd be. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah. I'll tell you so, one yeah. thing for me though, I've just, I was already going bald early. So I yeah. already, and, and and I was already like, even before I knew, I was already preparing for it. When I, when I was a teenager, I was already shaving my head off. So it was like, I, I kind of yeah. like knew, like saw the writing on the wall. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we got Justify, Justify Prime Awful. We have The Bear episode one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very interesting. I, I, don't know, I don't know anything about it going, I didn't know anything about it. You gave me, you gave me the basic premise, which was correct. And uh, yeah, I will say this that I do it out of all those three that we saw, I did that I did enjoy that the most. Nice. Okay, yeah. good. And and I understand for you it's like cooking, so and you lo- and you yeah. love the cooking stuff. But no, oh, I mean, yeah. it definitely was because it had like funny scenes in it. You know, if you're gonna do like a dramedy, you know, make it like you know, like that I can I get it. Like in this one I did like the like the the cousin guy's hilarious. I thought that like his lines. Oh, Richie. Were <laughs> yeah, Richie. Or as he calls him cousin. Like, yeah. <laughs> Even though he's not really his cousin, because we find out that like oh, uh, Carmi is it? Oh, okay. oh, oh, I'm no, I think they mentioned this first episode. I think they do. Maybe it's the next episode. Remember, we do I, know maybe. that they have another cousin. The, the the estranged sister does tell him that our cousin, our uncle Jimmy, wants to buy the place. If I'm not yeah. mistaken, so we do find out later on that he does have a cousin. So, you remember yeah. one of those tight knit neighborhoods where everyone's related? Oh yeah, but yeah. They're not, you know, oh yeah, I mean? they're New Yorkers. Yeah, they're, you know, yeah. it's, which is uh, kind of worse uh, than uh, Chicago. Uh, but yeah, they're, Chicago. But they're New Yorkers. Yorkers. Well, doesn't he yeah, have the? Uh, oh, see, that's a different. I'm, I'm gonna. I see. I'm give no, me. No, the they're fist, definitely New Yorkers. Give me the I fist mean, because then Italians, Italian Americans, my bad. Yeah, give me the fist because I don't want to. I've seen. Obviously, I'm on season oh, two yeah, now, yeah. so don't yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. let me ruin stuff. So the bare initial thoughts, you liked it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely the best out of the three that I. That uh, I and then I think we have the Sinead O'Connor album. Uh, I do not want what I have not got. Something like that. I what do not want what I haven't. Got, oh, she could use the contract, which, which is semantics, I guess. Uh, and so, overall impressions for that album? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I'll tell you right off the bat. I don't, I, I don't enjoy it as much as I do the first album. I can, I consider the first album to be like the, my album. You know, the the this nineteen ninety album, the second one, it's definitely like a better produced album, and it, some will say that it may sound better, but I definitely prefer. I think the more raw or nineteen eighty seven stuff that she did back before. 
prior. Now, that being saying, this obviously this this album has her her most iconic song. So, or even it's not her song, but it's you know her iconic <laughs> anthem cover. Yeah, cover, yeah. Uh, I will say this much: I would say she's definitely singing from her life experience and writing from her life experience. Well, oddly, yeah, yeah. But oddly enough, though, it's kind of hard to tell sometimes, you know, because because a lot of the stuff she's is done by it's other events that are happening around her. Yeah. There is one song on here, probably the song that I enjoyed the most. Um, that actually is like a, and it basically, and I had to, I had to look it up to see what was going on. Okay. With it they, but the, one of the songs that I enjoy the most is probably, they say, arguably her most autobiographic, autobiography song. Is that the three the, babies? Um, the three babies? Uh, no, it's the, uh, gosh, I don't have to look. When we go through the room, I'll point it out though. It's not, okay. it's not three babies because, because in, in fact, three babies, nobody knows what that's still about. So to this day, like, the okay, so we did it. So we did it. So we both, sorry, we mostly, both looked at lyrics, which is good because I have the lyrical lookup on all of this stuff. Not necessarily, not necessarily. I was going oh, more like no. Wikipedia, looking, looking, looking at the songs, ah, to see what their what their cheating. context was. The lyrics, I mean, because like I said, even in the lyrics, like Three Babies, they don't you don't know what it's about. Like they're like they're like oh, like we still don't know what it means. This, I think it's all. I, I think they're all. Doesn't she have three kids? I think it's all autobiographical. I don't autobiographical, think at the time. I don't, not at the time. No, I don't no? think she did. No, I think she was maybe coming. She, maybe off, she like, knew she wanted three kids. Maybe she might have been her first kid. Maybe she needs she wanted three kids. Uh, I don't know, but uh, yeah, no, I think it's I because like there's another song on there that's based on I think Collins like a like a it was like a gosh it was like a I would call it a national tragedy I guess in in uh, the UK it was like a it was a it was a black it was a black British man who was like killed like supposedly he killed himself like in a police station with a shotgun which is sound which is weird in a cell. So that became like a like a spotlight. We're like, wait a minute! Like, how did he kill himself with a shotgun in in a cell? Like, it's it's so bizarre. So that's and I forget that one's called the uh, what was it called? Moped. Uh, uh, Black boys Black on mopeds. mopeds Black boys on moped. Yeah. Uh, and that's not about her. That's that's a that was a she wrote about that. Yeah, but but if you take a look at the other part of the 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 the, the, the so that's a an event, but it's only kind of on the out on the perimeter. The whole point is of that song is. She she doesn't want to be in a country that's kind of oh yeah yeah you know so and so I think she's oh, talking yeah. about her and her kid leaving the country because of this event. It's just kind of weird. I thought she was Irish. Why would you you know that's like why but that's would she all, care about that? I think that's also a condemnation of you know, the whole Irish British thing. Now 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 where is she from? Because I know there's a part there's a large portion she's of Irish, Irish right? They consider themselves part of the you know the the UK. They're they're separate from that. Is that northern or southern? Oh, shoot. Don't get me involved in the geography yeah, like, and politics. We, like, 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 we've seen enough of these movies. Like, we should know, like, this by now. We do, that's the, What's the one with... Um, the Banshee one and the other one we saw. Oh, the, the, Sheeran the and the... Uh, and the uh, Bell... Belfast. No, that's... Belfast is not... Uh, that's yeah, it was not the one with the, with the kids that were growing up during the yeah, war. Yeah, that's, Bel that's Belfast, no? Oh, is that Belfast? Yeah. Where's Belfast? I still, at? I still don't know. Shoot, my, I still my don't know because I need to like visualize and see it on a map as it's happening, as opposed to just talking about the place. And think about it, I don't know. I barely know the map of uh, of the United Kingdom, Scotland, uh, Wales, uh, you know, uh, England. In, in Ireland, it's a whole different island. So it's like you know, it's, I don't know these places. I don't even know where all the fifty states are. What are you talking about? Like, I, can't get, I don't need to go to. <laughs> you're, getting close, you're getting close to like to hitting them all, though. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can tell you where the states like are different reasons, like not, not as a historian, yeah. but as a uh, like a, a beer yeah. a beerorian. Uh, so that's kind of the lineup. What do we want to do? And do you have any current events? We didn't have anything besides. No, I, I, was, I saw nothing on there. The only thing I okay. only thing you did mention was I believe there was a couple of deaths that occurred. Uh, a oh, uh, Salamanca. 
Yeah, which is weird because they mentioned that he was in the Breaking wait Breaking Bad. He was in, and yeah, he he's Salamanca. The, yeah, but, but, but I you mean, know so him. I, yeah, from Scarface, Red <laughs> Metros. You know the funny thing is that guy, that guy was always old. That guy never looked young. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like the yeah. assassin in Scarface. Of course, we're talking about Mark Margolis. Is his Margolis. name? Is he really? A, a, I assume he's, he plays a Cuban in Scarface. Huh? Yeah. He's American. He's an American actor. Uh, no, uh, I mean of descent. Why? Jew, Jewish. Well, I guess uh, it says a Jewish family, but you know. Oh, okay. Okay. Um. So yeah, he passed away. How old was he? Did you remember? Uh, that I didn't see. That I did not see. Okay, so he had to be uh, old because, like you said, he was already old in Scarface, or at least he appeared to be old. What do you want to get through? What do you want to go through first, uh, Justified or The Bear? I'll give you, I'll give you a choice. Oh, and I got to do Degrassi right off the bat. We're not. Yeah, that's a, that's what goes way deep in the agenda. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That's fair. Well, people want current content. I think uh, first. Oh, <laughs> like that's like my favorite content. Like. <laughs> 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 they, I'm, all I know is they did the Wheels character wrong. That's, that's all I'm saying. They, they did his character wrong. Man, a, like a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff happens to Wheels in those two those two episodes. Like Jeez. he almost like Wheels almost like like is gone forever. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, so what do you want to do first? Uh, we can do. Let's do the do bear. The thing. Yeah, let's do the bear. Separate. Yeah, let's yeah. do the bear. You're taking too long. I'm going to make an executive decision here. I made a call. It was a bad call. <laughs> All right, the bear. So this is the hot new show. I would probably say it's one of the hot new shows of, in the past year or two. Oh, so it's new. See, I didn't even know. Yeah, so like I'm like so, okay, because because the Justified is like 2010. So yeah, yeah. The bear debuted, 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 debuted. I said debuted <laughs> without that. Doesn't that sound right? It has to have an ed. Debuted, <laughs> debuted, <laughs> debuted. Like you say oh, tomato, shit. I say tomato. <laughs> Uh, it made its first appearance, I'll just say that, uh, last year. And uh, now we have season two just finished. And it's a it's a phenomenon. It has, I, I don't even, what the, what's the guy's name? <laughs> the main character? No, no the oh, actor's no name. Idea. No idea. None of <laughs> Michael, these. Michael, is it None Michael of... Allen White? Something like that? No idea. No <laughs> idea. All I know is his name is Carmi. Carmi. Carmi is for short. I mean, uh, Carmi. That's all I mean. Yeah. In fact, uh, so the fact that you really, you really don't know much about the characters, they kind of thrust it onto you, and then you kind of learn little bits and pieces in this first yeah. episode. That's good. They just, they just immerse you in the, in the kitchen. Yeah, you have the... no idea who this guy is, and then it's, they slowly start piecing it together by conversations that other people are having with him, and then you realize, oh, he's, he's, he's a big deal. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the first episode is called System. Um, I'm right in front of the porch too. I'm, I'm only okay. doing half of these because I don't think I can get through all of them and then still yeah, be here yeah. for 6 p.m. Exactly. So what, all right. What else you got? Why don't you do the uh, the hef? That's a perfect uh, uh, summer drink. I have that over here somewhere. Do you have it over there? Yes, oh, I do. You're, you're like ill prepared. Let's go. Come on. Uh, oh, good. Up, see now I'm having interwebs issues here. Shoot! Oh, very sore. I'm not sure why. Yeah. Oh. Are, are, am I getting uh -oh. laggy too? You're getting a little laggy. I'm getting laggy. Oh, you? Yeah. You kind of every once in a while like, you get that like okay. electronic voice, like the Max Headroom, or am I doing Max Headroom? So let me see. I should be able to figure out F. which one is. I should be able to figure out which one the half is just by smelling it. Oh nope. yeah. That, that's oh yeah. The fennels and the esters are popping. The yeah, banana, if you can't figure out the getting, fennel and the ester, like, yep. Are you getting the banana, banana clove? 
Band-Aid. Oh, oh uh, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> maybe well, you might have the wrong one. Oh, no, I got it. I got it. I got okay. it. I got two hands here. All right. What is this called? We have the same one. Do you have a name for it? Oh, this is called. Man, you know what's so funny is I put my glasses on so I can see you. Yes, and then exactly. I, I the can't same, see what the... <laughs> same damn problem. Old, old men okay. problems. So this Shoot. is called First Time for Everything. It's yeah. a Hefeweizen. And it's a, it's also, it's a, it's apparently it's a collab with Moonlight Brewing Company. Nice. What's the ABV on that? Yeah. I can never find those on their cans. It's right by the UPC. I believe the, uh, the uh, QR code, whatever. 5.5. Okay. Which is, which is about the average for. Yeah. All right. You got to pour it out. All right. There we go. Cheers. Prozit. Yeah. That is excellent. It's very good. Yeah, very good. Has all the notes of a German hef. Let me ask you a question now, because we talked about this more during the Cicerone, uh, the Cicerone uh, exam. Is there a little bit of diacetyl in this? Do you um, get like a, like a buttery, creamy taste of this or no? I don't. Is it just I, my from this buds? or from the style itself? Or, 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 or from, from this, this specifically? From the style. From Do, do no, we expect any diacetyl in uh, this? I don't, and I don't get that. And assuming I... I my understanding of what the the buttery effect is, I I only times I get I drink German beers and I get that from are from the Doppelbox. Some of okay. them like Salvatore, I get that from Salvatore's Doppelbox. Okay, there you go. I'm I'm wrong. Just call, call me out. Why don't you? <laughs> no, this actually has a dry in it. This has a dryness to the end. It's got the it's got all the uh, the banana notes, the uh, the fennels and the esters up front. Okay. Banana. Uh, the Bear Episode One System is what it's called. And uh, we see, going back to our Freud, um, we see the the oh, dream yeah. of the bear, the caged bear that's being released and tries to attack yeah. uh, Carmi. So I, I'm so sorry, I can't I can't get through this book. Uh, is air is Freud ultimately saying every dream is about wish fulfillment? Is um, that what he's saying? Yeah, but see, then it, when it gets a little when like the next chapter is a little bit different though. That mentions like even though like the dream is the the a wish fulfilled. And then all of a sudden, he, I guess him and other doctors start talking about if that's the case, why is it the majority of, of dreams are actually nightmares? Or, you know, it's much more than pleasant wish fulfillment. It winds up being painful. So that's like, wait a minute. It's like a, it's kind of a weird, like, it's like a counter, like a counter thing. The majority of dreams they find out are actually more uh, detrimental and painful emotionally and stuff like that. So and then and so, is the logic um dream fulfillment or you're sabotaging dream fulfillment or oh that could be too yeah because he talked they talk about that he talks about that in the book as well yeah 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 uh okay so we have that dream he wakes up and then uh, and then we find a, find out that he has taken over a restaurant that his brother has left him and the brother has died. Do we know who how the brother died in this episode? Yet I or think. No? Well, okay. See, okay. Interesting. That, interesting that you mentioned that. It's possible that one of the other characters he kind of like in a passing way says it was starting to get dark for him, or so uh, says something okay. like that. So I'm assuming he might have offed himself at this. Got it. Got it. Point. Now I don't know if they mentioned more about that and talk about it, but I'm assuming he might that he offed himself. Okay, they will in future episodes. I don't want to. I don't want to give stuff right. so away. So because of what he says, it's a dark time. Either either that, or he or he knows he has some kind of debilitating disease, and then you know that's why it's dark. But my first thing, whenever I hear somebody say it's a dark time, that's I'm thinking mentally. 
And and you haven't seen the flashbacks of the brother yet in this episode? No, no. Okay. So you don't, know, you don't know the actor who plays the brother then? No, as far as okay, I know, I think they show photos of them like when they're young kids in the very beginning, but they don't really show the actors. Okay. Um, and then we see we we they're running around. It's it's at a frenetic pace, and we find out that they're they're short on product. That he ordered uh, two hundred pounds of meat. They're only yeah. getting twenty five pounds, and it's because they're not paying their bills. I'm assuming. Oh, is that what it's from? See, I I also thought it was because they're just making a lot of pasta and like breaded stuff. So they always had like it, it was less meat. But he wants to change the menu, and he needs a lot of meat. Uh, they talk about the game, the, the video game Ball Breaker. Is this a real game or no? No, it's not a game. It's obviously a parody of like, well, he didn't even say Mortal Kombat. And I yeah. was laughing going, they probably don't want to pay the, uh, you know, the the money to either Street Fighter or Mortal Mortal Kombat. So they're just going to make a one called Ball Breakers. Uh, he empties, empties the quarters out. He's, he's looking for, for money to get more meat. So yeah. he gets the quarters from the video games. Um, he's selling his. I guess he has he has a, a quite the gene collection. He, he yeah, it's kind of weird. He's got like a clothing, <laughs> like of all things. Apparently, he's like big on on jeans. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> and like and like high end jeans, like yeah. uh, like like um, vintage. I guess vintage. Yeah, uh, it's like an inside joke. Like hey, like what would be funny to like have him have a, as a collection? And it's probably related to the writer or something. Someone he knew. Like let's have, let's do a denim collection. We get introduced to the Sid character who joins the brigade, and we realize that she, for some reason, she wants to work there, even though she has a lineage of a highly, highly. Oh, no, no, she tells him why. Yeah, but she tells him why, though. What does she say? Yeah, she goes, she knows who he is. And this is oh, what yeah. we find out. This is the first moment where we find out who his credentials <laughs> and who he is. And you realize that he's like the best. He's like, oh, like, you know, you, I, I know who you are. And that's why I want to do. And I think that, I think she's also working retail too, or something like that. So it's like uh, it's not, she's not exactly getting UPS, like, UPS, oh, UPS, UPS. But yeah, because he's like, oh yeah, like like what what place is that? And she goes like, I mean, actual UPS. Like, <laughs> oh, let's see. We find out that Carmi's a big deal, and then we get the introduction to the rest of the uh, the rest of the brigade. Um, yeah, Tina, Richie, Marcus. There's a lot. There's a lot of cast members that are being introduced really fast, and it's and at this point I'm like kind of hard. Like I'm like, oh, it's kind of hard to like to like start to follow them. In fact, I don't even think I I don't even put names there until they actually name the like start naming oh, yeah. the characters. Uh, and so, in order to drum up business, um, Carmi has uh, staged a video game tournament based on that ball breaker game. Yeah, apparently it's super popular. It's like a one of a kind game. I think it's like a Belgium. It's a Belgium game or something like that. They have, you know, the writer has to come up with some reasoning that this, why this game is so popular. And so we have a line of, uh, of like cosplay video game. Well, that comes in later on. That's like a fun, <laughs> that is a, that is a funny suit. Uh, and then, uh, so Richie's getting upset about all the changes that are going on. Oh yeah. And, uh, well, not only and, him, the whole, the whole, pretty much everybody in the crew with the exception of the new, the suit, the, the Sioux chef. Is that what they're called? The, uh, Sid's yeah. character, Sue. Yeah. Uh, and then so Carmi's trying to sh- Carmi's trying to chop stuff up, and the knives are all dull. So oh, yeah. he knows that uh, he knows that this is a different experience than what he's used to. This is not high end dining um, that he came from. That world this is a different. This is like a kind of like a greasy spoon type place, right? It's oh, like it's a, a deli. deli. It's a deli. A it literally shop. is a deli. It's funny because when I think of like a deli, I think of like I only imagine like two or three people running a deli. They have like their staple meats and their foods, like their their dishes and their sandwiches. 
this has like this actually has though, a lot of people in the uh, in the back. So it's not just yeah. so so the obviously they're they're making a little bit more. Apparently spaghetti is their big seller. That's the big thing. Uh and he's trying to bring in his his culinary training with protocol and uh and uh, technique into these people that really don't have that much skill at that high end level. But he's trying to, re- trying to bring order into chaos it looks like, right? That is correct. Well, and also he wants to. Make, he probably wants to make some money on this. But it, it is kind of a weird, weird situation. I assume the da- the Dallas is making a decent amount of money with this regular clientele. You know, the people, the regulars that live in the area. What happens if he changes the menu though? It's it's it seems kind of weird, isn't that? Is that not going to alienate your current clientele? Obviously, you want to make a lot, a lot of money, but so I was like thinking, you know, somebody who's been eating your sandwich for like fifty years, maybe. You know, some let's just say like these old regulars. Are they yeah. going to want a high-end sandwich, you know, after they've been eating this, like, pastrami or, you know, whatnot for this long? It seems kind of weird in a way. Well, that is a good point. And, you know, it, you have to take a look at the surrounding neighborhood and right, right, what, right. what is going to be – what's going to be the menu that's going to suit and bring people in, right? Right, right, right. Because you know, you know he's got – in fact, in fact, we do find out that the sous chef, she's – as a kid, her father was a regular there. Yes. So we so she's been there. So she's been there. So we know that it has a certain clientele. What happens when you raise the price and you bring in a different meat, you know, meat, you know, meal? You know, gosh, this, this is going through my head. You know, back in the day, we used to go to a, pastra- a pastrami place across the street from one of the one of the drive-ins. What if one day we find out they were no, no longer selling those pastramis? <laughs> like, hey, we know we don't have the pastrami anymore. We have hamburgers. I don't, I don't think I go there anymore. I think I, I think we go anywhere to another place just to get a hamburger. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I think we're done here. Uh, so, um, the, the kitchen's a mess. It's in chaos. He's trying oh, yeah, to restore yeah. some type of order. He ultimately finds his knife. He's looking for his oh, knife. Oh, yeah. Obviously, I assume it's, I assume it's the cousin that uh, yeah. throws it down. It's gotta be, because he's the one that's the most vocal, vocally against him. Even though the other, some of the other workers are kind of annoyed. He's the most vocal in his, uh, in his, uh. Yeah. And we're talking about probably like a, like a $500 knife. But at least, oh yeah, you can see it's expensive. Yeah, it's, it's probably like Japanese, Japanese, like Japanese made. Yeah, yeah. It's like laser. It's like it's done by like an art. Oh, his and, like he's like he's molding. yeah. And he finds it on the floor. It's like she's all upset about that. Uh, and so we get some more exposition with Marcus thumbing through like his uh, scrapbook about all of his uh, commendations that he's received throughout, like best like new coming like best up and comer chef or something like that. Uh, the basically a scrapbook full of accolades for him. So we get a quick idea that the guy, the guy's legit. There's also some good lines in there too between him and the cousin, where so the quote unquote cousin, where a uh, Richie, where he's like, hey, like you know, you know, I've been doing, I've been running this place. You weren't here for it. I've been running it. And then Carmi tells him, then why didn't he leave it to you? You know, which is which I thought was a cool, that was a good line. It's, it's kind of messed up. Like, wait a minute, you know, it's like, oh, goddamn, you got me, like. <laughs> So the other, so the part of it you're talking about too is that Richie's jealous because Carmi's inherited the restaurant. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, as tight as Richie thought he was with the brother, well, clearly not because family would, yeah. became more important. Apparently, even he didn't though, trust him that much. So. Yeah, even though Richie's been there day in day out, you know, managing the place, uh, yeah. quote unquote, managing the place, um, he still did not get the uh, the restaurant. Uh, we start seeing some of the technique come to light where the bread's all messed up and Carmi's like, oh yeah, you need to do like a water bath, get a tray of water and it'll steam the bun and make it, make it more uh, edible. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So he's, so his whole time he's getting this cheaper cut of meat. He has to slow cook it for a longer period of time to break it down. 
And so when they tried the new sandwich, everyone's like, oh my God, like this is the, <laughs> like the, it's the best thing we've ever had here. And that actually uh, winds up being a pivotal, pivotal little sing towards the end of the episode. Because <laughs> Richie ain't having it. Like <laughs> Richie ain't having it. Yeah. Uh, until he tastes the sandwich, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> a good, it's a good scene. Uh, so, meanwhile, I guess the the tradition in a in a high end restaurant is someone chooses to cook a meal for the for the brigade, and then they have a family style meal before they open. So Sydney's oh, okay. preparing that meal uh, for them uh, in this part of the show. Oh, I see. I, I wasn't quite sure about that. I thought that was just like a typical like, okay, okay, guys, we're gonna go eat here. I wasn't quite sure what was going on in that meal. Yeah, I think it's like a it's kind of like a tr- traditional thing for the crew to break bread probably prior to the opening okay. of, of the place. Okay. Uh, and then Richie says something which I'm not quite I don't I don't understand it, but maybe you I don't know if you caught it or you understood the reference when they say like what do you what is there to be grateful for? And Richie says Philip K. Dick. Oh yeah, isn't that like a that's like the a, author, like right? Like a detective type? Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. Gosh, isn't that the we uh, read recently? Isn't I thought he was? Oh, see, I didn't do any research. Isn't he the electric dream sheep guy? Isn't he Blade Runner or no? No, I don't oh, think that's no. See, not, I, I don't think my, that's him. I should have done my research. So he's yeah, he you're right. A, yeah. He's an author though, right? Yeah, but I don't think he's the the do do androids dream of electric sheep. I could be wrong, but I don't think he is. I think he's like a detective guy. Yeah, Blade Runner. No, really. Okay. Okay. The man in the high castle, a scanner darkly. Oh, but I wait a minute. He, he wrote Blade Runner or he wrote uh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Do Androids Dream of Electric okay. Sheep? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm not quite sure why Richie would say that unless it's just like because he gets to say dick. I don't, I don't, I don't oh. know. It's like a, is it like a juvenile thing or is he like a sci fi, well read uh, guy? And also, Richie's all over the board too with his character because like early on, earlier on, He's being like he's being sexist towards Sydney, and he's and he's like mentioning like, oh, yeah. oh, like, like I don't want to have any of this wool crap and like oh like, yeah like 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 you know like something about broads and stuff like that. But then then it, then it takes like a turn though after when the crowd builds up and he pulls out the gun. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Oh yeah, yeah. So the the crowd starts to get out of control, and Carmi goes to try to 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 subdue them or bring or bring de-escalate yeah, the situation. So, it's so funny though. It's like because they start beating them up. <laughs> I'm like, what the going on here? <laughs> and then of course uh, Richie comes out with the gun and starts shooting yeah, the place. Pulls out his shooting. gun. He's, and it's so funny because for whatever reason he goes like he's like part of his like speeches like all right, all right, you like QN or four channers like uh it's, it's like what what do you like? I don't. It's it's so funny. Oh, that is funny. Uh, and then the, then then Richie has a whole blow up and saying, "Hey, you don't mess with the system. Like make the marinara, yeah. make the make the uh, pasta, make the make spaghetti, the, make the spaghetti. <laughs> no one wants your tweezers and foie gras. gras. Take what oh, yeah. works." And then so. Carmi gets resigned to go in the kitchen and make the sauce for the uh, spaghetti, but then ultimately he uh, he kind of rebels against that and throws his throws it in the trash. Yeah, he's about to do it, but he's like, nah. <laughs> and then, like and then we said, find out that Richie likes the actual sando. He likes good, the sando. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, come on. He's a well, I, I don't know. I mean, he's a well uh, decorated chef. Of course, anything he touches is going to be good. Yeah, but he, but yeah, but it also in his match why he hates him too, though. It's like, yes. oh, this guy thinks he's it, but then he tastes the food. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> What's it? The proof is in the pudding. Like, yeah, you, know, you can't deny that he that he knows how to make food. And then uh, Marcus uh, gets the bread right with the additional technique that Carmi has given him. Yeah, uh, and that's the first episode. And entertaining, yeah. right? Also, it's only thirty minutes too. That's the other thing about it. 
Oh, oh, by the way, I, I think I texted you last night. I got rid of I got the ad free Hulu. I'm done with them ads. <laughs> Are you sure you got the ad free version? Yeah, they, they do it on purpose, though. They want you to get ad free. So they, they just give you these ads that are, are annoying as F and they just I, bombard you with it until you're lobotomized. And then I'm just saying, be prepared for some ads still, though, because if, if I'm not mistaken, the ad free version is like 13 bucks. Yeah, I got it's 15 oh, bucks. Okay. I got it. Oh, okay. Okay. okay I got okay. I upgraded. I had to. Okay. Done with the ads. Yeah, um, definitely Hulu has the most intrusive, annoying, <laughs> repeating ads of all mm-hmm. services, period. Yeah, I'm out. Done. Uh, so that's first episode. You're ready to do another episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay. yeah, like I said, this is the best. Out of, out, of out of the three we saw, this is definitely the best series. It's a short uh, season, too. It's eight episodes. Okay, and only 30 minutes long. So, like, get in, get out, you know? Yeah, so we can knock that out pretty quick. Uh, let's go with this justified uh, prime awful one. You want to do the, the prime okay. awful, or do you want to do the original? Yeah, let's do that. It's in the it's in the top of my notes. Coke, I believe it's Kokomo, which I oh, I have that song later. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I love that song. Really? That's a, da, uh, Ruba, and a very Jamaica. bizarre scene too. It's a very bizarre scene. The, the, you know, the, oh, the, come on, those short those those tidy whities are stuffed, right? <laughs> Yeah, you know what? There's a lot of scenes of him wearing that. Yeah, yeah that's armadillo. Either like he's like, I'm just gonna parade around. Cup. Either... She had to wear a cup. You know, no, I think he like a large, extra large cup. But if he's in dad, I'd be like, yeah, I'll just wear these uh, tidy whites uh, throughout true. this whole scene. True. Yeah, you can go. This can go two ways. If you are well in doubt, yeah, you just. Oh no, 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 no. You want you want me to do a scene in my tidy whites? Oh, it's no problem. Like, yeah, let's do the whole thing. But if it's the opposite, <laughs> you're like, like I need an extra large, like a uh, cup to. Yeah, uh, I need to put to put a sock in that thing. To, sock, like, I need to bulk it out. <laughs> I do love Kokomo. <laughs> Circa yeah, 1990. Like, is it? Is it that new? Yeah. For the the Beach Boys, right? Yes, it's it's one of the da, more da, recent da, hits, da, I guess, da, relatively da, speaking. Da. Yeah, I can't. I'm not a big fan of the song. I mean, I I know you know you know you know when you go like on a cruise liner or you go to some like f- tourist trip. Place it's like a song they're constantly gonna play. Like when you know, people are gonna get in a line, and start dancing to it. And <laughs> with dream, you need a like a margarita or like a mai tai. Yeah, exactly, absolutely, absolutely. With an umbrella, Some kind of island, quote unquote, island drink. Exactly. Uh, episode four, uh, primeval called Kokomo. Um, so we I, we initially thought Skinner was killed in that last episode, but apparently he wasn't. Oh yeah, I yeah. thought he was killed. Uh, instead, we realized that his leg got uh, crushed by that uh, Which is safety so bizarre. door. The, the the things that the main that the uh, Clement's character does is it's so bizarre. Like why? Like why? Why not just you know if you're gonna do go that far, why not just kill him? Or or you know, or why even do this in the first place? Like why are you even looking for something that he doesn't even have unless you knew for a fact that he had it? There's a lot, there's a lot of like I get it's supposed to be chaos and you know anarchy and stuff like that, but it's just it's like why? Why? It's primeval. <laughs> it's not no. primeval it's just chaos this is between primeval and chaos primeval is the devil the, the exorcist chaos is just doing random stuff until you fail uh, uh, alright let's do another pour I'm, I'm done with half of okay. that one so give me some else I got a couple of uh, I think I have a heart seltzer that painkiller which is highly rated man I see everyone well, that's, right. this that's, that's one that I pointed out that's the one that I had pointed out because of the coloring on it I, I actually thought yeah. it might and I, the coloring and the lacing I knew were not a regular beer. So I thought it was actually like a shake. Yeah, it I is. I will a, have the. Oh, what do you got? The Czech Pilsner called Deep Breaths. Nice. 
for? Are you not using your stange? <laughs> no, I'll take the picture with that. Because I think the stange is only like six ounces, so it's like perfect. Yeah. I think I'm using like the like the one ounce like pour. <laughs> what is, is that? that? It's the, like uh, the veil? it's so teeny. That's oh, is that the veil? One. Yeah. Oh, that's I, the thought it was, I thought it was another forever one because it says forever summer. Yeah, that's the veil. That's okay. the fest. Man, that's like what one ounce or it's, it's so <laughs> tiny. It's cute. It's it's very cute. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is painkiller. I believe there's uh, uh, what the hell is this? Pineapple, orange, pineapple. coconut cream. Uh, cinnamon and nutmeg off the top of my head. I think. Wow, that's a painkiller. Got the painkiller. It's so weird because I, I've as far as I know, I've never had a painkiller real one in my life. But I think I've had like like ten different beer versions of the painkiller over all the years. What's a painkiller? Is that a real drink? Hello, is that a real drink? Oh, you're getting laggy on me again. Shoot. Hey, hello, Bishop. Oh boy, Bishop, you there? We got problems. Let me pause for a second. Are you there? Okay. Uh, wonky internet is the, the culprit. Um, did you pour your beer over there? Yes, I did. Okay, here we go. Cheers. Rosette. Man, this is this is no joke. You just drink this all day long. Oh yeah, yeah. It's I mean, like I I mean technically, almost every beer you gave me, the cans, are oh, yeah. are are, the, are those those typical German Czech sessionable beers. Yeah, I think there's a is there an IPA in there I gave you, like a double probably. All right, let's try this again. Let me stop. I'll stop my video. See if that helps out. Uh, let's see, where are we at in this agenda? Oh, a skender. Uh, let's go back to prime awful. Sorry. Um, I don't know where the, so the whole thing focuses on these Albanians now, right? Like the nameless right. Albanians be, that are related to skender. I'm, I'm assuming. So he's in the hospital, the Albanians show up. Um, and then Raylan does his thing. And, uh, it's kind of weird because you're right. Raylan has definitely matured over the years. And he gets he kind of gets partnered with that kind of jerk uh, a cop that kind of like is putting his foot in his mouth the whole time. Uh oh, got you. You got, got hung up again, or what? You're there. Are you there? All right, some technical difficulties here. Let's see if this works. I'm on my phone now, so uh, might be a little bit better. Uh, okay, where are we at in this show? <laughs> Primal. We were talking about the Albanian gets his leg crushed. He's in the hospital. The the mob, the Albanian mob is there. And, and once again, man, this goes back to what I was telling you about in the first episodes. Everybody's always at the same place at the same time. <laughs> because we find out that the two that the two cops that were hit by the uh the uh the Clement character, not Clement, but one of the one of the cars get into like the accident, they're at the same hospital. As the 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 mob guy, the uh, the guy that gets his leg crushed, it's like, wait a minute, what are the odds that there's only one hospital? And it's like, I don't know, it's so weird. And this is supposed to be Detroit. Detroit's a big city. That's the other thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I remember. I was telling you, and like you were like, not small town. Like, no, no, everybody comes to the same place. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, so Raylan talks to Albanian. So I want, I want to speak to your boss, and uh, and then the other the other partner guy is like a wisecracking idiot, and you know, he's always saying he's trying to be like that. Uh, like I guess a bad cop, I guess an arrogant bad cop. Is that the that's the, you're talking about the barrel the barrel cop? What's his name? Barrel, barrel. Uh, I don't know what his name is. I didn't even catch it. 
Yeah, Barrel's the one that like he he blurts out who the who the guy yes. is. That, you know, he, he blurts out. Yeah, that's Barrel. Uh, when Raylan meets the the Albanian boss, I guess he he has bought a uh, his headquarters is set up in an old folks home, where I guess his mom died at, and so he's like, okay, I, you know, people need to be shown like kindness and respect, and so oh, I bought yeah. it. Um, that's all. Dude, that's also another weird scene because when Raylan goes in there. He tells the one, the uh, lieutenant guy or whatever, he's like, hey, let me speak to your boss. And literally, I think it's like 10 seconds, the guy comes back on the phone. He's, he wants to talk to you. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, that's too quick. Like, it's got to be like a pause, like a, a fade out to get to that scene. Yeah. And the and the boss guy basically tells him, hey, like, you know, uh, uh, you want justice or you want, oh, you want to maintain order. I want justice or something like that. Right. And so. Right. You better find him before I find him, because if I find him, then we're just going to end. And he literally says he's going to he's going to be dead. I'm yeah. like, why would you why would you say that? I mean, I don't care who you, I don't care what Godfather you are. <laughs> you don't just blurt out that the guy's going to be dead unless he come on. I think you do though. That's the arrogance of like, hey, this that's that's power. Come on, the feds are going to come get you. That's power. You know, at some point, the feds are going to get you if, you if you do stuff like that. Uh, and then we have those two like super large the Albanians looking for Sandy, and they go to the casino and talk to the oh, uh, oh, boss. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That one guy's like, man, that guy's got to be at least six eight, at yeah. least. Uh, the casino manager won't give Sandy's up, so then they kidnap him and then throw him off the bridge, and of course, then he gives the address out. You know what? That seems kind of a weird scene though, because the dude tells them, "Hey, I can't tell you anything in front of these cameras. Let's go to the other room. I'll give you a drink." And it's like he's gonna tell them, and then all of a sudden they're like, "No, <laughs> like no, like what? What do you mean?" Is he, I, to me, it sounds like he's gonna tell them with the address, but for whatever reason, they're like, "Nah, nah, nah. We just want to throw you off a side of the 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 uh, the the carport thing over here." It's like it's so unnecessary. I'm like, "What? What's going on here?" Uh, Clement, I'm sorry. Raylan goes to the uh, attorney and warns her that things are going crazy. You better better watch out. Um, and then the whole like the whole scene with Clement and Sandy going to uh Sweetie's bar, and uh, he got to get he has to give him the gun, and uh, and Clement's trying to get him into that whole thing with the book and trying to figure out the book so we can blackmail everybody, right? I still have no idea what's in that book. Apparently, everybody else knows, but I don't, I still can't figure it out. It's got numbers, it's got the worth. I have, you know, it's got, it's got safe numbers. I, well, I don't know what it is. I think it's just payments to to local politicians, probably. So it's like, uh, hey, we're all. Oh, oh, so you could, so you can extort, was it uh, extort money from them? Like, yeah. Hey, I know you're paying up, you're being paid off by the judge or whatnot. Yeah. It was a, it's a ledger basically of payments to uh, corrupt okay, politicians like, hey, in the city. If you don't give me some money, I'm going to tell, I'm going to report, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give you up that you, you were in league with the judge. Yeah, pretty much. That's it. Uh, the Albanians go to Sandy's place where their roommate is and they threatened to torture her. It's actually kind of, it's mostly it funny. This is also like a random character, like <laughs> a random, like a random uh, character, like out of the blue. Is this supposed to be humorous because she starts like cursing at them and uh, I don't know what, what language La- she's speaking. Laotian? La- I think I believe it's Laotian, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, she starts like cursing at them, like get the get the F out. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they basically say, you better get a hold of her and get her or else we're going to start pulling out teeth. Um, Which I will give them credit because they do. So I, I will give them credit <laughs> for that. And there's that weird scene in the restaurant where she gets a phone call from the roomie and uh, yeah. Clement has a state, the black oh. and blue steak. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a 20, it's like a 30 second to a minute long ramble by, uh, by Clement. <laughs> it is a weird, uh, it is a weird moment for them. What else is going on in this thing here? 
what is, what is going on? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely weird. So um, and what's her, what's and uh, Raylan show up, they show up at nighttime. So you're like, Oh, she's probably dead now. The, uh, the, co- the, uh, the roommate's probably dead at this point. Cause it's, it's, it's dark when they were doing the actual, like uh, when they were threatening her, I think it was like, Hey, we'll give you 20 minutes and we'll pull tooth out. We'll give you another 10 minutes, pull another tooth. So but it's already dark when they show up. I don't, I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. So Raylan and, and the other guy go in there and uh, they bust it all up. She, you're right. She has she has lost some teeth in yeah, the yeah, process. Yeah. Um. The one of the Albanians flees and yeah. our guy follows him while Raylan puts uh, arrest the other guy. And then we hear gunshots. But, but this is, in, in another weird, bizarre scene, for whatever reason, Raylan goes out there with the other with the other Albanian guy. The body's on the floor. And then the girl just like runs out, like she's like she's by her, she's there too, and then she just like takes off. It's like what? Like there's no like structure here. People are just like like it's a crime scene, but nobody cares. So here's the other here's a question I have: Did the did the cop shoot the guy in the back? You think? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. They have. I mean, that's a that's actually a good question. I'm not sure. I try, I, I'm, I'm going to assume that he probably... drawed on him at some point. I mean, you know, nah. I, mean, I, mean, I mean, Raylan does it all the time. That's like his whole mo- <laughs> his whole thing. I think I think he I think the I think the uh, the suggestion is that he shot him in the back as he was running away, running away from him. Okay, which 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 fits that character. So I'm wondering if that's going to come back. Uh, and then, of course, coincidentally, as all that stuff's going down oh, outside, yeah. Clement yeah. and Sandy drive just drive by. on by, just drive like right on cue. Like, <laughs> so yeah, they were going to uh, show up though. At least at least we know they were going to show up at some point. Yeah, they, at least yeah they had motivation to show up. It wasn't just random. Yeah. Um, we find out that the uh, Carolyn, the counselor, the counsel for Clement is being tailed, and when she pulls over, the tail pulls over, and then Raylene comes to kind of give those guys the uh, like, get out of here. And it's kind of an odd scene too, though, because it's like, wait a minute, okay, let look, let's just say they are tailing her and whatnot. Like so, so, like he's not, they're not breaking any law. I mean, technically, there's no law being broken there. So it's like, so it's like, so. So what? Like I can drive my car where I want. There's no law about you know. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, why are these guys like uh, you know like? First of all, you can't tell me that I can't drive on the street where I want to drive. And it's like it's it's a weird situation. But they get the point. Obviously, it's supposed to be a point, and they get the point. But I'm like, you can't tell me where to drive. I mean, if I want to stop right here, that's my own business. Uh, she's off limits, he says. And then uh, we go back to that weird armadillo scene in uh, with Clement and Marcus. Hey. I I'm I'm so confused about something. Whose apartment are they staying in? Yeah, no idea. But it's a it's a lovely apartment. Yeah, no idea. It's 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 it's, a, it's it's like a like a penthouse, right? It's like a yeah yeah. Is this a place that maybe Skender set up for Sandy? Maybe. Oh, is that what the deal is? It's like his. Yeah, that's possible. Because I'm assuming he's wearing Skender's robe. Yeah, yeah but I don't know this place then, that But was. the weird thing is, why doesn't he show up there then? Or maybe he does, and on the off time, see it is. Kind of, why doesn't he just? Show, why does he just go there? Why? Why? Why do they hook up at the uh, the casino? Yeah, it's kind of. Weird. I think it's a love nest, maybe, because Skender has his own place with a secret room. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Maybe. Maybe he does. Yeah. Maybe I. I. I, I can say. Yeah. I think you're right. It makes sense. Yeah. That's. You're right. It's a love nest. He's gonna set up his girl. Uh, Kokomo. Um, and then Raylan's watching over the the Carolyn character, and then she comes out with that with that Blanton's uh, that Blanton's bottle, oh, the yeah, highly yeah. rated Blanton's and I, uh, bottle. And, and you were right; you called this earlier on too that they were going to like probably hook up at some point. You actually called this, right? 
Yeah, because he's going to watch over her apparently, and she's like, she, you know she's going to invite him into the house. Oh, yeah, yeah, then, yeah. Uh, That's a, yeah, I was waiting for her to say that, but it ends before that. So it's like, you're either going to stay in this car, or you're going to, like, we're going to go in and, like, and like do, like, the, like, the, the uh, what do you call it? The, uh, <laughs> what, what, like, the vertical lump. Lum, lum, lum. <laughs> it's like a dance, what? like a certain dance. Like lum, the horizontal lump. Uh, oh, yeah, horizontal uh, limbo. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, she says that the double entendre, like, are you going to shoot from the hip? And I'm assuming oh, that okay. was uh, sex talk. I'm assuming yeah. that's foreplay for them. Uh, a better episode than the last episode, but you know, you're right. It's it's not well written. It's what's the point? The I still, geography doesn't I still make understand sense. The motive of the of the Clemens character, I just don't. I mean, he's not primeval. He's just chaotic. You know, it should be called chaos, like justified chaos. Uh, let's go to Justified episode one, the pilot episode from the original series. Uh, you ready for another pour? Yeah. What do you got here? I, I have their, I have, they have an anniversary or celebration beer that I tried to, uh, that I have. Uh, it's called the uh, Let's Celebrate It. It's a birthday Berliner Weiss with tangerine, vanilla, soft serve, and milk sugar with woven water. Mm. And she, she warned me, she said, this is a 10% uh, alcohol by volume. Wow. So, I guess what you call that an imperial Berliner Weiss? Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a Berliner Weiss that heavy <laughs> until uh, I'll have it right now. See how it is. Is that a brewery only beer? Or is it? A, I don't. It just, I, yes, okay. a lot of the stuff is only available here, like that painkiller and this uh, pastry stout that I got. Oh, okay. Okay, so I'm having one that I believe I had before. It's called Dreamt into Existence. It's a West Coast Indian Pale Ale. And this is also done by one of our other breweries that we like. There does not exist. It's a collab with. Oh, yeah, we haven't had that before. We have not had that before. I don't think. I think I had. I think you gave me a can. It's six point six percent. Oh, I thought this is one I just picked up because uh, I was here earlier in the week. Yeah, but I, I believe I've had this before. I believe okay. I believe you gave me a can of this. Before. All right, here we go. Cheers. Was it? Wow. Oh yeah. Yeah, and, and you know why I remember this? It has that gassy taste that I that I keep mentioning every once in a while now. It's starting to pop up again. Everywhere, everywhere's starting to do it more. It's got that gassy res uh, you get from like Hetty Topper. This is gonna a deceptive ten percent. Let oh, me tell you, oh, Be, because it tastes you know the sweetness of the fruit is covering up the sweetness of that malt. Oh. So uh, it is a deceptive. That that's ten percent, man. It's more than a stout. That's like a, yeah. Better not finish that one. Uh, Justified episode one pilot called Fire in the Hole, which, if I'm not mistaken, is the name of the book. I mean, I guess I bet ah. this is based on the book. And I tell you one thing, I do want to read yeah. the book to see the differences on you know, between this and, and that. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. the book is called Fire in the Hole. Okay, and that's uh, Elmore Leonard is the author? Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I, believe I, so. I think I want to read that. I want to see what they changed. Miami, Florida. I mean, so you get so this whole thing sets up the tune of Raylan's character, with, oh, especially yeah. with the cowboy hat. I mean, he's like kind of a oh, throwback, yeah. old school cowboy guy, right? This thing is obviously the it's 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 been done in various westerns before. The whole duel, like the sunset, like you know, it's like you know, like you know, like the the tumbleweeds flying by. Like I'm giving you so and so time to get out of town. Yeah, and so he's given uh, the order to have this guy leave town in 24 hours and the time's almost up yeah. and then the guy's of course not going to leave but of course 
he draws on uh he on pulls a, he, he pulls what i call the 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 the, the greedo <laughs> han solo uh, <laughs> uh, well i you know it goes to that one thing like why would you pull yeah why would you pull exactly actually this happens and, twice this happens twice in this uh episode oh like, yeah why, why are you gonna pull now like why are you pulling <laughs> well and 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 uh and Raylan talks. I'll jump to the end a little bit. Raylan has that conversation with the ex Winona, and uh, and he said, "I think it's her." And he says, "I don't know what I would have done if he didn't pull." So almost kind oh, of yeah. thinking that yeah, yeah. if he didn't I mean, pull, I still would have shot first. him anyway. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. You're right because what is he gonna do? Just sit there and look at him for like, uh, like I'm still waiting. Like, like yeah. yeah. So the the implication is that and you know you get the big reveal with Winona, um, and we'll get to you. But the implication is if that dude didn't pull on Raylan, Raylan would just would have shot him dead anyway. Yeah, and that's yeah. part of Raylan's. But see, uh, but then know, cowboy. But he's justified because it's if, <laughs> if it's the old west, he's justified. How many times does he say, "Oh, it was justified"? <laughs> yeah, he says it like three or four times in the show just to kind of promo the uh, title and the expectation. There there is an interesting scene though later a little bit later on with one of his. Uh, his heads one of the higher-ups tells him that you can't be doing that anymore like you know back like maybe 10 10 years ago 20 years ago you could do that you know and it's only like a page like four like it's a you know it's in the it's buried in the news nowadays you're gonna get a headline from this and it's true right yeah nowadays what's happening uh let's see so with all the political heat going on from this he gets reassigned to his uh childhood town in kentucky and uh, he gets re- reassigned to Art Mullen, who was, I guess they were teachers at Glencoe, which I'm assuming yeah, they mentioned is like, that several a, times, yeah. like a, an academy, a, a training academy, I guess. Yeah, I didn't look first. it up, but yeah, Glencoe is the name of the, uh, yeah, I assume it's an academy. Like Marshall recruits, I'm assuming. Yeah. Winona is the ex. Uh, then they start mentioning the, uh, what's going to be our antagonist, Boyd Crowder. Oh, wait a minute. And they're building wait. a case. Wait a minute. So okay, right. see, I'm a little confused here. Okay, that we see the wife right. at the end. I assume that's I assume that's the wife at the end. But then there's another woman that he sees like doing the typing. Is that is that the same wife? woman? Oh, oh, same okay. woman. Oh, yeah. Okay, because yeah. like, Winona. Okay, so that's her. Then I was I was a little unclear yeah. if that was just another lover that he had. Okay. No, apparent. But apparently he if he he's a ladies' man. He's like he's making out with the Ava. Like Ava just sees. Oh him. yeah, yeah. But I admit Ava's cute though. I'm like yeah, like yeah, yeah I'm in Ava. Like like, like like why would Ava be hooking up with those other dudes? Like it makes no sense. <laughs> Uh, let's see. We're building a kiss against Boyd Crowder. Um, Raylan goes way back with Boyd because they worked in the coal mine together. Uh, and then we get the introduction to Boyd and the you know, yeah. white supremacists. I got a feeling um, that there's a lot more going on in this story, but they condensed it down into one episode. I feel like this is probably, like I said, this is probably a book, but they're like, hey, let's let's condense it down into into you know 50 minutes. I got a feeling there's a lot more going on here with their whole like backstory and white trust. Oh yeah, like the friendship. Oh yeah. Uh, and then we see Boyd again. He has that rocket launcher with that like guy a random and rocket then, launcher. <laughs> uh, and they decide to hit the church, and then uh, and then it, it explodes. Um, let's see. Also, I guess, and then I guess these white power guys have like the worst tattoos of all time. Like, <laughs> it's like, like all homemade. Each other? Yeah, it's are like they I, think, I think they're just like sitting yeah. there like giving each other tattoos. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Um, let's see. So, so Boyd, even the guy that he's with, he kills him. He thinks he's oh, a yeah. wall. Yeah, but in, in a very odd scene where nobody, like, nobody really, I guess nobody, I guess everybody's so stupid they don't think about the ramifications. Because first, before that, they they stop by a, it's like a overpass, like bridge type area, 
and the uh, the Boyd character just tosses the the, the spent rocket launcher over the side, and yeah. it just like casually just like knocks off the other guy because he's not sure if he's like a a, a mole in the you know in the system. And of course, we find out that oh no no he's 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 okay he's okay oh it's too late now I just offed him. Yeah, and it's kind of I guess the revealed the sociopathic nature of Boyd Crowder. Yeah, yeah, your, I, your first glimpse into that. Oddly enough, I would say he's more he's more primeval than the uh, than, <laughs> than the than the Holy than the Clements character. Than the Clements, <laughs> he's more primeval. Uh, yeah. uh, so this is what's interesting about this is that we don't we don't get the theme song at the beginning, which the 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 well known theme song at the beginning mm-hmm. we get it we get it during this part here where okay. he's driving, and then you hear like the like the grassroots rap type country uh, song, which, which becomes a theme song. Um, We get introduced to Dewey. Um, We get introduced to Ava. She kills Boyd's brother. Is Dewey or I think it's devil devil's that one dude. That's in every like movie playing that plays the same character in everything. And all these TV series. I think he was even in breaking bad as like a white power guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's like in everything. He's always playing like a white power guy. Uh, Let's see. So Ava kills the brother. But Boyd's pretty sympathetic to her. He's like, yeah, you know, my brother wasn't the nicest of guys. So uh, well, we find out that he has a thing for her. That's the thing. Like they're thinking, <laughs> like the Raylan and the rest, and they're thinking, oh, he's going to offer. No, 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 no. He wants in her pants. That's what he wants. Uh, <laughs> so really, really good goes over there, and then like yeah. immediately they start like making out. Yeah, like, it's like wait that, a minute. That, he's already like that's it's, not, it's, it's not even a subtle hug. Like I, I understand like <laughs> hugging somebody. Like you know, maybe after a long time, you saw them in high school. I think she even mentions last time that she you saw him. She was sixteen years old or something like that. So yeah, I assume that she was underage and he was older. And then and then he's he's already kissing her. Like it's not even like a hug. It's like he's like yeah, like, come here. <laughs> Come here. Like, the to- total times that has happened to me, zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not. Uh, maybe it's a hat. You're not Ollie Funk. You can't. Uh... Yeah. Maybe, or maybe it's a hat. Maybe I need a cowboy yeah, hat. Man. You got to be tough. You got to just like want to shoot people. Like <laughs> I need that Marshall badge. He's a Marshall badge, maybe. If I, I had a Marshall badge and a hat. I do feel like this is like an advertisement for like you know. There's always that little thing that people talk about, like that girls like like the bad guys, like the like the like the, the rough and tough. And obviously yeah. Ava likes that, you know, whether it be the 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 oh, yeah. brother or Raylan, she likes that rough and tough guy. Uh she can so she makes out with them. She confesses that she killed him because he beat me and that'll be the last time he hit me. And then Dewey shows up. It's a weird scene with Dewey. I like it. I like it though. It's like it's a funny, it's a funny scene. He's like, who are you? Like, who like who are you? Like, <laughs> He's like, you're gonna go outside of the house and you're gonna knock at a door, and if she wants to see you and let you in, like we'll let you in. But if not, you're gonna leave. Pretty yeah. funny scene. Also, side note, side note before even before that, uh, uh, the Ava character is rather casual when she's talking about how she shot the uh, the husband. Yeah, she's very casual and nonchalant about it. Like, I'm not sure is she on like is she on something like was it, like hey, I'm, I'm gonna go up here and take a take a shower. Obviously, she's getting ready for some sex with him. But you know, it's like it's like it's everything's like pointing to that, you know. I think she's going. I think she knows she's going to go along with the yeah, um, yeah. abuse abuse defense. So she's okay. like, "Yeah, I killed him because he was beating the snot out of me, and he, yeah. I wasn't going to let him do it anymore." Yeah, and because there's that one part where she goes like, "I got a knot in my head," and she kind of wants to show him, yeah. but she doesn't show him. And you know, she wants to have. And I was like, "Wait a minute, does she want a witness to show that she's been beaten and stuff like that?" And then obviously, like towards what happens towards the end of the uh, the, the movie shows oh, yeah. that these guys are not not good guys. Yeah. So Dewey goes back. He's like, "I'm gonna go out and then I'm gonna I get my shotgun and show you, like, <laughs> teach you a lesson." So he gets that shotgun. What kind of shotgun is that? You know, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure. Not, it's it's oh. modified. Whatever it is, it's modified. 
So he pulls out that shotgun, and then Raylan's like, uh, "If I pull, like you're gonna get yeah, like yeah, I'm you're gonna die. Like, like, like if I pull, you, I'm gonna kill you." Like, and then the guy loses his nerve. <laughs> he loses his nerve. Well, he says, "Did you rack that?" Because I guarantee oh, you, I'll yeah. put a hole through you before you can rack and that's shoot. That's true. See, that's why. That's why you want an automatic shotgun. That's why you want the Fran the, the Franchi Spa 12 gauge. So you just want automatic. <laughs> this is automatic, but a Raylan. What's the quote? Can you rack and load before I put a hole in you? That's a good. That's, that that's a good line. That's a good that line. That is true. I yeah. like it. I like it. Uh, then he smacks his head into the steering wheel. Uh, meanwhile, B- Boyd's out there robbing a bank. They're, they're, they're yeah, casually, crews, like, uh... this is why I say he's more primeval. He's just casually robbing the bank, <laughs> making jokes. Where are those two, like, where are those two idiots at? And they come running out, like, you know what I mean? Imagine mm-hmm. the 70s, those 70s bank, like the 70s movies we see, was like almost almost always takes place in the South. And it's like these guys robbing a bank or something. And you hear like the music, 70s, like, kind of country. Yeah. Uh, and then so Raylan and Boyd meet. They hug because they're old, they're good old boys. But it's weird because, um, like I said, that's why I'm saying there's got to be a lot of backstory because they're 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 friendly, but you know he's like the prime. They know he's like we know who the prime suspect is. Much like Primeval, we know who the prime suspects are, but nobody want nobody can I guess pin the pin it to them like immediately. I guess I don't know. Yeah, because they were even talking about possibly like a RICO case, like he hasn't paid taxes or something like that. They right. always try to get these guys on the RICO Act. Yeah, yeah well, these guys are killing, like murdering people. Like, <laughs> can we just do that? Like, <laughs> oh, let's see. Um, so they talk history about their family and their their parents. Um, well, also, 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 before that though, you know, because when he before he gets there, he tells Ava, "Hey, like, can you give me the location?" And then she tells him, "Like, what do I get?" And you, and you know, you know what happens. You know, Jeez. you know what happened. Easy there. Come on, you know it. And she's and like I said, she's gorgeous. I'm like, yeah, like, like, like I'm already falling for any. any story you think she so? Gets, you prefer? I thought she, uh, I thought you, she was really you prefer cute. Ava versus uh, Winona. No, absolutely, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's do. I'm gonna go for the last pour now. Okay. You ready? You ready for another pour? No, actually, I still had a little. I said one ounce left. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go jump ahead of you then. Are you keeping up? Or you, I mean, can I jump ahead? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I'm gonna do Worlds Away. It's a hazy double IPA. It's uh, eight point three percent with the uh, Vic Secret, Matuka, and New Zealand Cascade. I think I, I think we've had that before too, though. I'm not mistaken. Maybe, maybe. Cheers. Was it? I'm going to have the Italian Pilsner, which I assume you gave me another can because I told you I wanted. I yeah. wanted another can. Yeah, you you requested it. I I uh, deliver. I'm very obedient nice. like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is basically your salary uh, in beer. There you go. <laughs> it's bar. It's bartering. I get co-host and, uh, and like you I get pay, beer. Like I pay you with hugs and kisses. <laughs> do, you, do you remember that? And beer. Remember? But yeah, well, that's like that. Do you remember that movie, The Duke of Earl, where like the girlfriend, the girlfriend's giving the cholo boyfriend money and then stuff, and then she's all like, "It's like you gonna pay me back." He's like, "No, I pay you back with hugs and kisses." Like uh, so, it's like that's... yeah. I think you, I think you might have sent me that clip. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I love that movie. <laughs> oh. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. So then they get they get uh, Boyd to do, sit in a, a st- uh, stand in a lineup oh, yeah. for the uh, church thing, but no one can. They can't make. Also, a... also, also, side note, going back because like Boyd goes in this big ramble about work conspiracy and like the Jews or this and that, and oh, yeah. Raylan says something that's very interesting. He goes, "I know you're smart in this. You're out. You're, you're Wait, the thing where he tells him, no, 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 something else is going on here that you're more tapped into. You don't, you don't get <laughs> the stuff. You're just using that as a ruse for the re- for yes. the real problem." Yes, which we'll find out later. Yeah, that, that's on, what I'm, I'm figuring out because at the end, of the day, there's got to be more to this, more to this plot line. He wouldn't mention that otherwise. 
And I got to tell you, I have no recollection of what happens in this show. Oh, so it's okay. not like uh, it's been years since I've seen this. Yeah, 13 to be exact. If you saw it when it first came out, it's got to be 13. No, no, I saw it a few years after that, but it's been at least oh, okay. a good five, okay. six years before uh, okay. since the last time I've seen it. Uh, let's see. The preacher's called into a lineup. And it, it's it's an interesting scene because you know, uh, uh, this goes to show you how old this is of 2010, that the guy's still worried about selling pot. And it's like, like <laughs> isn't pot like legal everywhere now? Pretty much. I mean, but maybe not in Kentucky, but it's like it's it's not even like a factor anymore, you know. So Boyden says this makes the same offer that Raylan did to the guy in Miami. He's like, what if I gave you twenty four hours oh, to yeah. get out of town? Yeah. And so that's the uh, that's kind of the threat for the rest of the show. Um. Everyone's at, everyone's stalking Raylan at his hotel. Yeah, like they got it's it's a like weird scene. Tales. It's a, yeah, it's like a weird scene. Like the two the the two random big dudes are like they're after Raylan and his the agents, I call them. But then what's his face? Boyd is going to Ava, so it's like a weird thing. Um, and so yeah, Boyd shows up at Ava's, and then so Ava calls Raylan and says, "Hey." Like I'm making food, it'll be here. It'll be ready by the time you get here. Yeah. And I guess the maybe her tone or her word choice. That's what really Raylan figures she's yeah. in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but obviously he he's, he he knows. You know, Boyd knows because Boyd's Boyd's relatively smart. He knows, although he does make a stupid decision later on. He he knows that you know Raylan's coming here. So as Raylan goes to that's as the cops go to to Boyd's place, they're cut off by yeah. the white supremacists, and it's like a shootout, which is kind <laughs> it's of like a little far fetched, maybe. It's it's very far fetched, but I get what they're going for with the Western type mentality. Like, hey, let's, yeah. it's supposed to be a Western. Let's do it like that. Imagine them riding in like on the horse, and they're blocking off a stagecoach, <laughs> and, and they got the guns. And there is one silly scene where the eight where they get shot, both of them get shot, like in like in of course places that aren't really they're superficial, like because you know yeah. it's a movie thing. And they're still shooting, but then the agent comes around from behind and it's like, drop those guns. And I'm like, what? Like, huh? Like, how does she get behind there? Like, and, and not get shot by like the, you know, the fire returning fire from her own men. Like, uh, oh, I like, see. Like, friendly fi- friendly no, fire. fire. Yeah, friendly fire. She's literally being <laughs> shot by friendly fire. Uh, I do like the fact that the one, the one guy's a sharpshooter on the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah He's like, do you want me to kid, like, take him out? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's the one that, <laughs> That's a cool scene. Although it is kind of weird a little because like, the shots are like superficial. Like, like you know, those should be headshots. If he's like, I'm assuming he's probably a sniper, military sniper. Yeah. Headshots. Yeah. Those, those, guys are, those guys should be dead. Yeah, but he tells Art, do you want me to kill him or do you want me to nick oh, him? So, so Art says, like, yeah, don't oh, take yeah. him out. And so that's why they're, that's why they're super free. Is that good that he could do? Yeah, which is kind of weird, though. I think I'm, I'm going headshot. Somebody's <laughs> trying to shoot me. It's headshot. I'm not going that's for true, a word. right? Yeah. <laughs> you shoot to kill. Like like Raylan. Raylan, Raylan says I shoot to kill. Like, I, exactly. That's all I do. Yeah, head and, hard in the head. That's what you're talking about. Uh, let's see. So Raylan goes over to the house. Of course, Boyd's there, and yeah. so it's a it's it's Ava Boyd and Raylan, um, and that's the kind of the the, the standoff. Um, as Boyd dismisses Ava, she comes in with with a shotgun. Oh yeah, and so there's it's three guns. Uh, it's it's a, it's it was standoff. a standoff, and now it's like a yeah. like, now it's a Mexican standoff. It's got three got three of them together. They're all yeah. like looking at each. Well, no, she's actually. You know what? Honestly. I thought there was going to be a twist in this episode. And, and, and you know what I'm thinking, right? That Ava's what? really was in on this all along uh, with, with Boyd. And, and she's going to point the gun at Raylan. Oh, I thought there was going to be yeah. a twist. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought there was going to be a twist that all along. Uh-oh, maybe maybe she was in cahoots with him. But no, no, it's, it stands true, though. So far. I mean, I don't know what the story is beyond this. But so far, she stands true. 
So Ava racks yeah. Boyd pulls and Raylan shoots Boyd. And so the thing you think about is if Raylan shoots a kill and we find out that he didn't kill Boyd, did he intentionally not kill Boyd, which I'm assuming it's his buddy. He doesn't want to really I thought he kill kills him. him. He shoots him in the heart, but apparently he goes, he's a little off center. He hits him like in the center, like in the stern. Yeah. So I think that's because Raylan really didn't want to kill him. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. See, see, I, buddies. It, the, the bullet holes in the right in the center. I mean, I assume <laughs> the heart is like, it looks pretty close to me. I don't know. And we get that scene with him in the coal mine, the flashback to give him some uh, emotional we, connection. Yeah, we do. See, that's why he didn't oh, do yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why yeah. he didn't do it. I he intentionally didn't kill I him. I got a feeling that's way longer, like, in the book, too. It's like a brief scene with just, like, running, and I guess he's kind of saving him in the in the coal mine. Or, or maybe, like, the first five chapters is just them in the coal mine, Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Just to set exactly. up the relationship, exactly. and, and then, like, a flat, then it moves forward. We also see in this scene that um, Boyd would have shot uh, 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 Ava, because he's, he's actually going for Ava. We see, yeah. but before she'd get the shot off, she shoots after he's already been shot. So she obviously and her shot did. And the kick from the shot, she just shoots upwards. Oh yeah, she like, shoots right? upwards. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and boy, and he's already on the ground. He's already been hit already. So it's all he's already been, you know, hit. She obviously misses, and she would have been killed. But it's kind of weird there. though. How does she kill the husband and yet can't hit Boyd? It, yeah. Well. Yeah, she does have like weird. a conversation with them. Wait, does she use a shotgun or a rifle? I think she no. She says she oh. used a hunting rifle to kill him. Oh, uh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, it's like it's like a third. Like yeah, she uses like the like the three oh eight or something like that, or thirty oh six on him. So so yeah, I think that's a little. It's gonna be quicker where the shotgun's like heavier, twelve gauge too. And, and then we go to uh, Raylan, Winona, and the new husband. Man, this scene and... was a creepy scene, and I'm like, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! This is very creepy. Like oh, he, just, like, he just like walks into the house and like just sitting there. That's pretty funny. Is that not yeah, like it a is weird creepy. Scene? Yeah, because the, the he's just there. He's drinking a beer, I think, and the uh, yeah, and the husband discovers him. The can't new call. husband. He can. Uh, what if? What if the, the what if the husband's armed? Like, what if the husband's? You know, it's Kentucky. And I assume that most people, a lot of people, are going to be armed in Kentucky. What if the husband comes with the gun and now we got Raylan killing him? Like, you know. It's like, yeah, really? but I think Raylan knows the husband's kind. Of, I mean, yeah, I guess oh, did he do I'll, like I'll a, give myself the fist. I'll give myself the fist. Oh, oh okay, okay. I was like, he like Raylan like, knows he's a pacifist. Knows I knew he guy. Was <laughs> well, and then the, we we learned through the whole thing and like the, the the so Raylan's doing kind of therapy with Winona. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, we, and we find and out the backstory of the of the, of the initial scene because then he gets the backstory yes. of why he did what he did in the beginning. Oh yeah. Yeah, and and I was justified because a guy killed people, oh, yeah. and I had to put him down. Yeah. Um. But then we get into the whole thing where, like, he says, if if he didn't pull, right, I would be, I still would have killed him, and that's yeah, my yeah, whole yeah. my therapy. And then thing she tells do. him, like, I think you're the most like like angry man that I've ever met, which is kind of odd because yeah, he doesn't seem all that angry. I, I don't think I've so far in the episodes. Well, like I said, in the newer stuff, the prime evil stuff. He's not a very angry man. It's possible he's yeah. more angry, even though he's been shooting people. And he is blowing people away, and that's why I think I, I like this more. He's actually yeah. shooting people and blowing them away, which I like. You know, I don't want like stop, stop with the not shooting people. You got to got to shoot people. Yeah, he's definitely has been uh, has matured in the new series for sure. But, but I also don't see him angry. Maybe he's doing chaotic things, like you know, like walking into somebody's house and you know shooting people that might be chaotic. I don't, I have I've yet to see him like pulling a Tom Cruise and start yelling at people, you know, and breaking stuff. So it's kind of weird about that. You want to do another episode or you're, we're, we'll move on to something else. I'll do another one. I mean, I'm not, I'll do okay. them both. Cause I mean, at this point I'm already invested in prime evil. So it's, I mean, you know, it's only six <laughs> episodes. Want, 
Yeah, we only have a couple of episodes. Yeah, left it's only, too, yeah, it's so. only two more. So. Piece of cake. Uh, you want to do Sinead or um, or uh, let's save let's, let's save let's do the let's do the Grassi. <laughs> taking off wheels, taking off the wheels. Is that what uh, like? I'll be see. I feel, I feel this is like a triple entendre. This might be like this have, has more than one meaning. Obviously, it's wheels taking off. But I feel like the also like that one scene with like the like the creepy driver is that like a take like a like a are they referring to taking off like wheels take off those clothes is that gonna is that gonna happen? Uh, like, or and also the I know I missed that first part you said is it like that we're gonna take off into flight because of the acid is it like a drug? Oh yeah, yeah 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 it definitely has multiple meanings. For oh sure. yeah yeah it's a triple entendre it's like Rush is moving pictures. Uh, <laughs> it's, that, that's where a triple that, entendre. Where did, that, where did that come from? Well, it's, it's a triple entendre. We know, you know, the double entendre, but the triple entendre. Russia's moving picture is a is a triple entendre. I don't know what you. I have no idea what you're talking about. What has moving? You never pictures? seen the, the cover of Russia's moving pictures? It's the pictures that they're carrying the pictures. Yeah, they're moving pictures. There's like a projector. It's got like the moving picture. Oh. And, and it's also like an emotional. It's a moving picture. It's so it's like an emotional thing. So it's got like three different meanings for the for the one photo, uh, the one art. Got it. Got it. Um, I gotta tell you something. The Canadian accents are all about in the. All, I'm sorry. Oh, really? All abuse in this episode. Well, I like I said, like the I we were, I joked about this on the we did the Monday thing. This episode clarifies once and for all that they <laughs> are in Toronto. They're Ontario, <laughs> Toronto. So this so now now you can be now you can be as Canadian as you want now. Uh, and then the other thing is that grandma, I, she must be like a grandma for some of the, one of the writers, because her acting is horrible. But you know it's what, like, though? Yeah, but it's but, really I, bad. But something, something that, that, that's, there's a scene in that second episode, though. I got to admit, man, back when I saw this originally, I got emotional and I got emotional again, like seeing this scene. I was like, yeah. like, I, like, I'm in, I'm in, like, like, it like, could be better, though, with the grandma's acting. Yeah, but not, these are all like, good. remember, these are all like, lo- these are probably all local kids and, you know, yeah. they might not even be actors, you know, for all you know. Uh, grandma's lecturing wheels about not going to school. He's like, eh, what do I, I don't want to go to school. And then he gets that uh, postcard yeah. from the birth father, which, which, which he points to the camera like closely and lets everyone find, like see the address. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is, uh, and I got to tell you, it's, it's, a, it's 179 Degrassi street, Toronto, Ontario, M4 M one J six. And it's an actual address too. So. Oh, there you go. Uh, let's see the concert. What's the band they're, they're going to see? Uh, gourmet scum. It's obviously like supposed to be like a a punk band because we find out later. And that's not a real band. No, it's not a real band. Uh, Let's see, concert's coming up, and then the Simon's talking about doing acid. He wants to do some acid. Yeah, it's it's a weird scene because it's it really jumps like like we're talking about drinking. All of a sudden, now we're now 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 we need to we need to up the ante here now. Uh, Caitlin's still helping Joey. Um, we find out, we find out the wheels wants oh, yeah. to get out and he sold his bass. He's yeah. not interested in music anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. Not, not, uh, Simon Shane, Shane. I, I, yeah. I it's Luke and notes. Luke and Shane are the ones Luke is like the, Luke is the drug, drug guy. I guess he's supposed to be like the, like the, de- you know, the every, dealer. This, this is true. Not so much in junior high, but high school, there was always one or two kids who were the drug guys. So it is. So that's kind of true. And I guess he, I guess he is a, a freshman. So I guess it doesn't make sense. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. The grandma's lecturing. She's saying, "Hey, if you don't get your stuff together, they're going to put you in a group home." And that's a triggering uh, phrase. Oh yeah. For like, you don't, like you don't want me. You don't want yeah, me. You don't want me. Just, just say it. <laughs> uh, and so then Wheels is determined he's going to take off. He starts borrowing money. Uh, he leaves. 
um and then uh and then the whole thing with the with the concert where after um Shane takes the acid they he he no one can find him the oh, following yeah, day yeah yeah also a little a little side note a little something i noticed in this probably something i noticed now I was more back in the day but there's a weird scene where wheels calls joey and like he's like hey like hey i need a favor <laughs> you know like hey i need some money i need a favor but the the, the weird the weird thing about this so when joey wakes up in the morning he's got like pajamas on and stuff like that Last time we saw Joey like waking up, he was with the guys and he was in his underwear. Like, oh. like, like, like what's going on here? Like, 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 Let's just assume it was summer versus winter. Oh, that's that's a possibility. That's a possibility. Hopefully. I mean, like, <laughs> what the heck? like, why are the other tidy whities then? But now he's like in full pajamas now. That's funny. Um, so the cops show up to, is it Luke? It, Luke is it the Luke, drug dealer Luke, guy? Yeah, Luke is the, the, Luke is the drug dealer, as I call the him. The guy, the cops who look like stormtroopers in a way. Like they, oh, like they look like Canadians. I, this, this episode goes full <laughs> Canadian Mountie. It's like they're going full. You're not Mounties. It's, it's some, you're thinking of the old school Mountie with the hats are more uh, like up, The horse like of the, the horse. The boots are kind of like, uh, like the pants and the boots. It's the like CBS, the, the CBS label, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the, the so they show up at Luke's asking about Shane and Shane's like yeah we don't do that stuff man it's so weird too but I, but then I was thinking about this episode and I and I kind of figured out that there, that there's a snitch because we remember when they're talking about this at the concert there's a there's a third kid I, I, I always forget his name and, and he's wearing the Mexican pullover that I used to have as a kid back in the eighties oh, like that the, yeah that Mexican pullover the, even the gray color because the color is like exactly like the one I had and he's over he's he's listening to them. I assume he snitches out on them. This is why the uh, cops are there and eventually why it tells him. So he's nice. like a snitch. Yeah. Uh, and then we have the whole wheels being molested uh, scene. And what does Wait, it say? Is that, 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 oh, yeah, that's the eating of this stuff. Yeah, that's not yeah. bad. That's like a, at, fr- that's at, first everything's going, at first everything's going fine. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, he's getting like picked up. And then you know something's going to happen because the camera shows the, the, the driver and he's talking to him and they're like, uh-oh. He's kind of looking at him like, like uh-oh, man, something, something's going to happen here. Yeah, so he's uh yeah he he basically uh, I'm surprised he didn't kill. Him. I figured he would have like chloroformed him first well, or here's something. The thing, yeah, my thing is my thing is Wheels gets lucky because you know that he's, if he pulls out a knife or a gun, Wheels is done. He's done. The only thing he can do is probably yeah. jump out of the car. Maybe you know. Yeah. So it could have gone worse than it did. The guy was just oh, trying yeah. to molest him. He just jumps out, and then and yeah, then the yeah, guy yeah. the guy luckily throws his stuff out, or else he would have had nothing. And I, and obviously the guy's like a pedestrian too because he's like because Wheels tells him I'm almost fifteen. So he knows he's a kid. You know, he knows he's he's a 14 years old. Yeah. And that's the end of episode one. Um, episode two, they're still looking for uh Shane. Uh we have that weird scene where where uh Wheels shows up to the dad's place and he has that fantasy sequence of the dad's oh, like yeah. uh yeah, yeah. like we're gonna ride and die together. Like yeah, yeah. well that, that, and that's why I, that's why the song I picked before before I probably didn't play all, all the way was that that Lizzie Borden's uh, Me Against the World. There's a reoccurring um, sound bite that they play. It's a father telling Wheels, "You and me, kid, like against the world." But real, in reality, it's just it's Wheels against it's me <laughs> against the world. Uh, well, uh, also, the also, 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 a little side note here before when Joey's talking to Caitlin, and Caitlin asks, I think she asks him about uh, about it's either I think it's Shane, but and for whatever reason, Joey says, and I quote, "It's pretty terrible about what happened to Shane." This bear in mind, we don't know what happened to Shane yet. I got a feeling they filmed the scene and they they uh, put it earlier instead of like after on what on the reveal. It's like because they make like why would Joey say it's pretty terrible? Like wait wait you mean kids have not come home after a night of partying? 
come on. If that's the case, and that, then it, I'm, I'd be like, you know, I'm like the poster boy for that. So I was like, wait, why would Joey say that unless the scene was cut and they edited it in differently? So some continuity issues. It's kind of, yeah, for me, it's definitely a continuity error. I see they have an everywhere uh, piñata ready to go for uh, oh, these festivities. Okay. You get like free, like like what are, like what are the what are the uh, like uh, free stuff? <laughs> are there beer? Are there beer cans in there? Because that might be uh, like beer cans. Yeah, do that. Like beer cans exploding. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I seen like pat like paper like passes or you know like a car gift uh, cards. Oh, there you go. Put some gift cards in there. I yeah, want gift that. cards. Oh yeah. <laughs> Beer cans. Oh. <laughs> so you're like it's a double whammy. You hit the piñata, hit the can, it explodes. It explodes. But then, but then when the like piñata's broken over, the cans fall to the floor and explode. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. It'd be a funny <laughs> bit. <laughs> uh, let's see. So the dad uh, has a girlfriend that's preggers. Oh yeah, it's a weird uh, scene. This whole this whole thing is it's you you kind of know what's gonna happen. Yeah, especially sure. when Wheels gets there, has this fantasy scene. The yeah. reality is like, oh no no no, you got you got to go downstairs. You got to go to the lobby while I talk to yeah. my. What's gonna happen? He's not gonna. He's a, that dad's not gonna take him in. I mean, we we come on, we all know that the dad's yeah, like the rock and roll guy. Yeah, but not only that, but like he's like he, he. It does make me wonder why did he waste his time in that earlier episode with going to to meet Wheels. You know, it's almost yeah. like he's just some, trying to make himself feel good. Like, oh, like I'm not, I'm not that bad of a guy. I made some contact with wheels, right? And and ultimately, he, he, well, he even says like, "Are you going to keep it? Or are you going to like throw it away like you threw me away?" That was yeah, rough. That's yeah. Rough. Uh, let's see. Tells him my parents are dead, and I want to stay with you. Um, the police talk to Luke and, and let him know that Shane's still alive, but like barely. Oh yeah, alive. they, they finally spilled the beans on like where Shane is. Yeah. I thought I actually thought Shane was gonna be dead. To be honest with you, mm. did you think when you first saw this, Shane was dead? Yeah, the way they, yeah. When the way I first saw it, yeah, it back in the day, oh yeah, yeah. So um, Shane's in the hospital. Wheels calls the grandma up, but doesn't tell her where he is. Uh, and he, then he, he does mention, just tell Joey. I'm, I assume that, I assume this is sub. This is like a subconscious art to writing thing. Just tell Joey I'm okay. Uh, let's see. So the dad says, "Hey, you can stay for today. We'll figure it out." And then the grandma's telling Joey, like, you know where he's at. Like, tell me oh, yeah. where he's at. Uh, so Joey has to make a choice now. He's like, yeah. uh-oh, do I snit? Do I rat out wheels? Or do I, you know, do I tell the grandmother? And we know that even though Joey's a jerk for the most part, he, when in serious situations, he always manages yeah. to do the right thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Most I agree. Of the time. Most of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah most of the time. <laughs> uh, let's see, Shane in the hospital. Uh, the grandma shows up, and they all have this big old fight. And then, and then, you, when, you know what's so funny about the Shane scene that out that because apparently if at some point everybody knows about Shane. He's not, oh yeah, yeah. But the weird thing is now, now the students are all like, "Oh, did you hear about Shane? Oh, wait a minute, what are the ones that were giving him like a hard time all through the year because oh he's a deadbeat dad and he got he got Spike pregnant? Now they're all like worried now. Like, come on, man, you guys are hypocrites. <laughs> Uh, let's see. So, so, the, so wheels and the grandma get into a big fight and then she ultimately says, we love you. We want to take care right. of you. Like quit being a jerk. And then he saw, he softens. And then when he sees oh, her break down, he tells him you selfish little boy. Actually, I, I like that. <laughs> you selfish little boy. I like and this. So they, and I, and I, and I, I may or may not have shed a tear. Like, like, like once again, <laughs> I may not have like uh, like when they reconcile, I may or may not have shed a tear. That's funny. Um, yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good scene because then, so then wheels finally kind of breaks down emotionally. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he, uh, he's, he's only back 14 at school. years old, you know? So it's like, come on. 
And I tell you, I, I like the Wheels character, and I like the Snake character. Joey character, I can skip on, but <laughs> see, see, I'm the opposite. I like Joey the best. Like Joey's the best. <laughs> Uh, but I, I like the Wheels characters. The, Wheels and Snake are good, kind-hearted kids. Uh, Joey, not so much. Jo- like Joey, not so much. Joey's not. Joey's kind-hearted. <laughs> he's just he's just more like charismatic and aggressive about what he wants. Uh, so then Wheels comes back to school, and, oh, yeah. and then and so and to to go back to Joey being cute. Oh, yeah. Joey that says, "Hey, I'm the chairman of the welcoming I, committee." I, yeah, but he also tells Wheels, "Hey." I'm the one that snitched on you, man. Like he doesn't, he yeah. doesn't, he doesn't lie about it. Like I, I told you, grandmother. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's uh, the episode. That is correct. All right. What do we got next? We got Sinead. Where? What is it? What is the time? One thirty-seven. About. Ah, we're good. Good. Yeah. Let's see if I can play some music now. With the oh. interwebs being what it is. So oh, now you're now you're pressing it. Yeah, my battery looks like it's still pretty good. Let's see, share my sound. So we're Sinead, Sinead O'Connor. I do not want what I haven't got. Uh, and so we talked about this a little bit at the beginning of the show, but I mean, it's definitely, um, it's for me, seems like it's deeply personal. Um, but at the same time, I think it's almost like a one note thing. I mean, clearly she's battling depression and sadness because it's basically every song in this is, has to deal with a loss a friendship, a loss of lover, a loss of life. I mean, the theme is pretty consistent through this. And it's kind of, I was talking to John on the way over here about this. It's a, it's a downer. I mean, there's only one song oh, yeah. that's kind of yeah. upbeat, which is that Emperor's New Clothes that kind of has a faster beat to it. But even Which that, is funny because that's the one song. Because remember I was telling you about the song that I, that the one that really stands out to me. And that's the one they say is arguably her most autobiographical, autobiographical, uh, song. We listen to the lyrics. It says it, it talks mo- more about her than any other song that, that she's ever done. It's funny because I was telling the kids, like, hey, The Emperor's New Clothes. You remember that book when you were a kid? Uh, and oh, they could not, none of them could remember what that song oh, was really? about. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I failed as a parent. If you can't walk around like story. naked at the end, like in the, uh, in the, in the, not and at the end, like, throughout the whole story. Oh, through the whole the, thing. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing is, uh, the whole thing is um, someone um, grifts him to that they're going to make him new clothes. Yeah. yeah. And it's nothing. It, 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 there are no clothes. He's like so, naked. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. So he walks around naked and he goes to all his loyal subjects and counsel. And they're like, the clothes are beautiful, but the guy's still naked. Like they can, no, no one can tell him otherwise that, that, you know, he's saying these clothes are beautiful. Right. Yeah. And of course, since he's the uh, he's the emperor, everyone has to agree with them. And that is true. everybody's a yes man. Yes, I, which obviously, absolutely. which is real, which is a very real thing. You get that with everybody nowadays, especially yeah, actors, so, politicians. So that's the theme of the Emperor's New Clothes, which is which which is brought up in as a reference to that that song because I guess she's honest with the guy with the with the character in the song, and everyone else is like a fluffer for the guy, and so she's like, "I'm not being mean. I'm just telling you the way it is." And everybody else has this thing where they're telling you what you want to hear. And so she's the one, the, at least the uh, the voice in the uh, song is the one that's kind of like telling him the truth. Yeah, right, let's get uh, Yeah, oh, go, yeah, go ahead and play the songs. We can go do them in order. So yeah, and I, I think for me, the problem with this that I have is that it's kind of one note in a oh, way yeah. with, the, with the Maddox. I, I and, will say something, though. Some of these songs, especially the second song, it's kind of weird because it's a genre of music. And I was trying to look this up to see. Yeah, there's a genre of music called trip hop. 
Yeah. And, uh, the first time I had heard it was a band called uh, Portishead, and it was an album called oh, yeah. Dark, and came out in '94 or something like that. And and they're saying that the, oh, those are some of the earliest examples. Also, Massive Massive Attack was doing this, but I this that second song track I never like. Wait a minute, Sinead O'Connor is doing trip hop in 1990. Why isn't she getting credit for that? So it was kind of weird that she wasn't given any credit for like being a part of this. That you know, even though it's one song, I swear it's trip hop. Uh, uh, let's see. We start out with uh, "Feel So Different," which I would probably would argue is one of the best tracks on the oh, yeah, album yeah. musically. Yeah. Yeah, and oddly enough, there's no, there's really no backstory for that because you know, you try to look for the backstory and what these sounds mean, but this one has no backstory. I would definitely say, it, I mean, it's about uh, a breakup. I mean, all these songs are about like loss. So this is uh, getting over a bad breakup. Um, she's having some growth in reflection and kind of, kind of making some resolution to get beyond. Although that, not necessarily but... about her, because the second, the second uh, track is a cover. So it's not necessarily about her. Ah, yeah, but it's something that she connected to, even as oh, a yeah. cover, right? Yeah, yeah. Why would you? Why would you cover yeah. something? Yeah, I actually love. I actually, the second song, I actually like it from another band that I that I follow. <clears throat> yeah. So it's, again, oh, oh, somber. Oh, 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 by the way, I'm not. I'm not hearing the music on my side. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> let's try this again. Yeah, so I'm not even sure if it's playing. I mean, you it's could play. It's playing. It's playing. Okay, I'm not you're not you're, you're not paying attention. <laughs> you have it like on 100, like like volume 100. What about now? No, Do you hear it now? Let me let me fast forward here. That what about that? You hear that? No. No, not that. I've been cut. I've I've been cut off from the uh, the music. Okay, then hang on, easy here. Quit yelling at me. Let's well, see. you know what? I gotta actually. I gotta. Uh, Oh, come on. Like, if I... Uh, got, uh, got, uh, okay. <laughs> you can fix that there. while I, um, you know... <laughs> All right. We figured, figured out the uh, many technical difficulties with the show. So this is uh, Feel So Different. I'm going to go back to play a little bit of it. Change me. I, I would, I, another strong opening track. I think the first album right. had a very good opening track. This one does too as well. Yeah, I agree. agree? I agree. Absolutely. I'll tell you one thing. Regardless of I feel this is not as good as the first album, she knows how to make a song. She knows how to produce a song. It's I don't feel this is as uh, uh what do I call it? hooky as the first one, but it's still there. It's still the hooks are still there, but it's not as hooky as the first. You bring up a good point though. It, it, it's it's produced, but it's kind of with a minimalist approach, right? There's not this yeah. one has, doesn't have a lot of instruments going on in it. Yeah, but it's still more produced than the first album. Yeah. Uh, probably one of probably arguably one of the better songs on the yeah. uh, on the album. So uh, I am stretched on your grave is the next one, which that is a cover. cover. Yeah, that's a cover. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is kind of like a rappy. This is trip hop. From what I know, what trip hop is this would be. But if that if this is if I'm right, this is makes us one of the first instances of trip hop that's out there. Now, what, how, define trip hop for me. It's supposed to be like a heavy bass with that with with the hip hop like like a sound to it. Does it not sound hip hoppy? The heavy yeah. bass in the background, and it's got that yeah. almost ethereal like like a weird like jazziness to it. Is is this not? I my note is is this not like an Adam and Eve story where Eve dies? Oh, shoot. do you look at the lyrics the, for this? Or no, no, no. Like I said, the back like the backstory. 
I didn't have yeah, the backstory for this. Like I said, because it's a cover. So the, another band, the other band that I like that does this is a band called Dead Can Dance. They do one of my favorite quote unquote golf songs of all time. Okay. Uh, next one we talked about was Three Babies, uh, more the socio-political uh, themed song. If you would agree with that, which I would say it grew on me the song. Well, this is also used in a movie too. Really? Yeah, it's a northern a, a Northern Irish film. I'm going to assume that Sinead is Northern Irish, called Hush by Baby. Oh, which oh she's actually in the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Like like starring and like featuring music and starring Sinead O'Connor. See, I thought this was uh, this was about her own kids. But you're saying she didn't have three kids at this time? No, I don't think so. Yeah, because uh, in 1990, I don't think so. I think she had one, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's pretty sad because she basically is. Uh, I would do anything for you. You're my life, and I guess it's kind of uh, maybe double tragic because she took her life, and uh, the one of her kids uh, took his life the year before. Yeah. Did, did we find out confirmation that it was a suicide that she died? I have we, not. I've not looked in. But I mean, it's. I mean, come on. It's got to be. It has to be. I mean, it's like you know. I mean, it's. I mean, the writing's on the wall, right? Yeah. I mean, Unfortunate, but I don't think we've had confirmation. I think everyone assumes yeah, that, that is had true. confirmation, right? Yeah. Yeah. Horrible. Uh, yeah. See, it's 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 good. Uh, Emperor's New Clothes is probably, uh, I think, besides uh, Nothing Compares to You, probably the biggest yeah. hit, the next biggest hit What's on the this biggest album, hit? right? Yeah, this is def- well, this is the one that I, I like the most out of it. It's it's you know, it's basically pop. It's poppy. It's a more aggressive song. It's, um, I don't know, it reminds me of, like, of the first album. It's got that more hooky, poppy sound to it. This is one that definitely saw some radio play, I would say, like in a K-Rock, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was telling you that looking at, I looked at the lyrics of all these over the past couple of days. And this is basically she's telling the guy how it is, and everyone around him is like not not telling him the reality behind this. So she said, so the also, like said, and also, so like I said, this is the one that is considered most autobiography like of her. So she's actually talking. This is one that is is about her. Uh, then we have the other, uh, oh, the, actually the big socio-political one is the Black Boys on Mopeds. Oh, yeah. So you're saying this is an actual event that happened in England? That is correct. It's uh, the the person that was either killed or committed suicide. His name is Colin Roach. And so even she refers to, like, Margaret Thatcher. Like that, you're yeah, she's to, actually the, mentioned, uh, when you, if you read about the story, she's actually... Beijing. And, and basically all the horrors that are going on in the world, she's deciding to take her kid out of the, out of at least England is the theme of this song, right? Right. Uh, and then we get the, probably the, 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 uh, what do you always say, the Magnus Opus? Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, this is what she's known for. It's a beautiful song. It's on my funeral know. playlist for sure. For sure, funeral playlist for me. Now, is this about you? Like you're writing this about your like you like this song is about me. Like nothing compares to me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is it love loss or you lost me and like you blew? Yeah, this like, is you about blew me. Like, this is my. Like, this, is, this is how you feel about me. As I was driving over here from the house with John, I was trying to figure out, I told John, like, get on the internet and Google the Prince uh, Shane O'Connor beef 
and there is no clear there is no clear story as to what happened between the two but what, what we did come up with was Prince wrote the song for another band, uh, his other band, not Prince and the Revolution, but Prince and the Family is what well, the, the, the band yeah, yeah. What, what was called. Five, if I'm not mistaken. And he hated the song. Oh yeah, yeah. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't until after he covered, he actually covered her song. So, so it's kind of funny. So he hated the so the song so much. He he said it didn't vibe with what the family was trying to put out. So I don't like it, and I wanted to let it go into obscurity. And then she covered it. And what and and it was a big, obviously a big success, a smash hit for her. And so he was he he was. I, we, what we figured out was two things were happening. One, he hated the song, didn't want to hear it anymore. And two, he was pissed or upset because the song Harris version was better than his version and became and got, super successful. And he got a, he got a singer to come out, and that's in '93. They did the cover of his own song. Basically, kind of like mimicking her song. Her, is that what the like the Rosie Gaines? Uh, the Rosie, the Rosie Gaines version. That's which came out in '93. And this album came out in '90. So he was like, hey, I, you know, he I, in a sense he liked her her arrangement of the of the uh, song. Yeah. So now I got to do her song now. It's my song, but now it's her arrangement. <laughs> I got to do. Uh, and then th- there's a story in her autobiography that which we with a lot of uh, uh, news outlets are reporting, and I I get to imagine maybe probably not true. But apparently, she went to. It's like it's like the Charlie Murphy story. It's like a Charlie Murphy story. <laughs> apparently, and you can Google it. Apparently, she went to his house, and uh, and he was quite upset with her because of the whole thing with the song. And so, what he he again, it sounds like Charlie Murphy. What he says instead of the basketball game, he's like, "Let's have a pillow fight." What? <laughs> what? <laughs> right. It sounds pretty. Pre- pre- if he pre- beat me, like, right? Uh, like shirts for like shirts versus <laughs> blouses so so he wanted to do a pillow fight and supposedly and she and she agreed to it but supposedly he put stuff in his pillow what and it, it, it wanted to be like a like you know you like the, when you're in prison like rocks socks. like, yeah. Yeah. like rock. yeah what is going on here <laughs> apparently he put like hard objects in his pillow and like he knocks her out <laughs> It's funny because it's so facetious, but then we, we putting it with the with the uh, Charlie Murphy story. It actually kind of makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, but, Mur- but Prince doesn't try to kill them on the on the on the basketball court. That's <laughs> like a whole that's a whole different spin. So it it I don't know if it's it's if it's just an entertainment story or but yeah, she did write that in her bar. You're never gonna know. At least that at least that story was confirmed. The prince himself confirmed it. Mickey D. <laughs> Mickey D. Confirmed it. Charlie, oh. his, uh, his brother confirmed it. Um, yeah, brother. Three people confirmed, including Prince himself. So it's like that's confirmed. Uh, we have Jump in the River, again another death uh, song. Also, it basically. Also, oh, also, gosh, man, I swear, Liz Fair really borrows a lot. <laughs> this, this like is like, a, a lot of these songs remind me of White Chocolate Space Egg. Uh, Liz Fair is, a, I think it's her fourth album or third album. It's, it's a, basically, it's her mainstream one that kind of turns her like into a sellout. I like it, but it's her last like good album. And it really sounds a lot like, there's a lot, a lot of these songs sound like that in the album. Is Liz Fair uh, Sinead 2.0? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, this song was used on the Married to the Mob soundtrack. Uh, I don't even. What movie was that? I don't remember Married to the Mob. What is it? No idea. Sounds like a Steve Martin mafia. Mafia movie starring Steve Martin, maybe. 
Uh, it's oh, yeah. a dead lover <laughs> saying, hey, th- kill yourself so you can join me in Haiti, in the, in the river Styx or something like that. <laughs> I believe they're referring to Styx, perhaps. Styx. Uh, let's see. Also, the interesting you, cover on that single for this has like a punk dude like on the cover. I'm not sure why, but. You cause as much sorrow. So there's another dead, another death song where it's basically you, you may be miserable in life. You're making me just as miserable in your death. I'm assuming again. I'm not sure if it's like they're all. It's all. It's all like suicidal like stuff. It's it's a it's a kind of creepy, especially now what we know. It's kind of like all a creepy thing. Well, I know them. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I I do feel that she wrote about the stuff that made more sense to her. I mean, is that kind of what we do? Oh yeah, you know? for sure, for sure. I'm depressed. I write about depression for sure. Yeah. Uh, last day of our acquaintance. It's a basically another breakup song, right? Also very Liz Farish. The other one's a little bit more Tory. This is a little bit more, gosh, it's where all those, all the Lilith Fair, uh, uh, singers and artists, they, they all ripped off Sinead. So much more. I don't know if you have this problem with the final cut, which is the uh, title track. It was hard for me to oh, find yeah. on 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 Amazon Music. Was it was it hard for you to find no. too? No, no, it's, a, it's it's it was on on Spotify. Oh, because when I downloaded the album, it refused to play this song and kept on going back to the previous song, that last day of our acquaintance. Really? For me. No, yeah, no, Spotify. Weird, weird Spotify. In fact, I couldn't find the other. You, you were saying that there was another. There was the extended version. Oh yeah, the version I found was just a regular album. No, that extended version had like 20 songs. I'm like, yeah, we're not doing that for a deep dive. Yeah, all, all together, it's like an extra, like, uh, well, 11, 11 songs. This is the outro. It's so basically an acapella song. Pretty brave. Talks about like a her being in a desert and like why want water if there's none around. Her journey of uh, pain and suffering. Yeah, it, it, it is. I mean, I, I will say this much. Doing the deep dive on these two albums you realize that the, I mean, and if she's writing from her, her perspective, which we assume she is, I mean, deeply dark and tormented and, uh, and, uh, and just, you know, pensive about all of that. Pretty, 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 pretty deep and sad stuff, honestly. Then we know what the outcome is. So. Yeah. And also that this was her biggest song. I, I mean, a biggest album, of course, the reason why it was because nothing compares to you, but this was her yeah. best selling album. Yeah. but So, Going through this, I probably, I think, uh, obviously, Nothing Compares to You is a great song. The first album has a couple of good songs. This one has a couple of good songs. So you're saying the first album, you really enjoyed that. Oh, yeah, yeah. The first one, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, I, and I think it also has a lot to do, too, because I, I remember it more as a, as a teenager back in the day. You know, you know, it came out in 87. So it, you know, it was played more because of, of the stations I listened to. So I heard it more in 1990. I think it was already done with the you know with Sinead O'Connor. So that one has more meaning to me. Um. So what else we got? Anything else? We're done. That's right. I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. About two hours. Why aren't we doing these these super short lately? Normally we go three hours plus. I think it's. Two hours. I feel like it's a different feeling. Like when you're at the house and there's, it's less like constraint. Whereas when you, when you're out like at a place, oh, yeah. it's going to be a little bit okay. more. Uh, you know. Time you got you got you got, you got to get in got get in get out. <laughs> I'm gonna be here till six though for the party. The party oh, the party starts at six. Like so. it has it hasn't even begun yet. No, I got five pours in me. I'm gonna have another probably three or four or eight uh, before the night's done. Um, well, make sure you get any, the bottles too. The, uh, is there any special bottles to pick up? You know, all those bottles sold out like super quick. 
Yeah, I saw that. I thought you got those. Though. Yeah. Did you, did no, you pre-order? no, I tried to get them. They're right. They're gone already. No. Like they're oh, gone. McCready. They're having some archive bottles at the party tonight. Let's see what I, I thought there was up. member. Wasn't there a member uh, like uh, you get like a priority for membership? All gone. All gone. Really? Gone, wow. McCready. Gone. Yeah, I saw they were sold out on the page when I'm going to think. I was like, wait a minute, but I assume you already had like one. Nope. I try to get them. They're wow. gone. It's wow. gone, McCready. Anything else? No, I think that's it. So, you know, I, I think that maybe we should move to Friday shows so I can have my weekends back. Okay. It's, it's, it's up to you. It's, it's fine. Just because of Saturday, then we do a Saturday all, shit, all day. And then like, I'm, I, I'm like unproductive for the rest of the day, but Friday, at least I can recover tomorrow and kind of be productive. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Yeah. We might have to look at uh, doing a, but it'll be late. It'll be like a 5 PM start. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. We got to talk about uh, maybe switching days. Uh, this is Bevon. I'm Leonard and I'm Gregory and we'll talk to you soon.